Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up, Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry it. And if they don't, demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls. Oh. I know a lot of our listeners have, have had one of these, and if they haven't, they're going to now. They're missing out. They're missing out. It's a healthy, delicious, amazing, fresh acai bowl with tons of fruit and organic like ingredients. They've got five locations in Southern California. From Huntington to San Clemente and all in between. Two in Hawaii. Two in Hawaii for that, those on the North Shore. And, um, you know, come support these guys. They have amazing Asahi bowls and they support the West Coast board riders and a lot of the surf events up and down the coast. And they've made it a lot easier With to get them. They've got their own app now. That's right. Go to your app store and download Bonsai Bowl app and you can pre-order, pre-pay and just go pick up, cut, cut through the line. And for our listeners of the Late Night with Chalky podcast, you're going to get 15 off your next bowl. A 15% discount off yes. Bonsai Bowls. That's insane. Um, so make sure to mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast and you get 15% off That's at right. Bonsai Bowls. And one of our other favorite restaurants. Oh, Caliente, Caliente OC. Caliente Southwest.com. They offer healthy Mexican style food with local uh, organic ingredients. Family owned. Family owned. Their phone number is 949-515-0909. And our listeners get 15% off there as well. Yeah. So mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast and get 15% off at Caliente OC. And both these guys are great at catering events. So you could use them for a shop event, corporate event, birthday event, wedding, all of the above. They love to party. And last but not least, we are super stoked to welcome Olo Clip as a new sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. What is Oloclip? Uh, they make the original mobile lens system for your phone. So these can make clips that hold the lenses, the cases that are designed to make it really easy to get the clip on the phone. So check them out at oloclip.com. And for all the Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners, they get 10% off. That's, that's huge. Huge. So at checkout, the code is SURF10, that's S-U-R-F, the number 10, and you get 10% off Oloclip. And you guys gotta check check out our Instagram. We're gonna be posting pictures with these wide, in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish eye, all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone. And for you uh, rich dudes out there, like late night, they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iPhone 11s. What? What? Epic. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. 
Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yeah, Lyndon, you crushed that one. I love it. Well, we're sitting here with a lovely guest, longtime friend. Could be the most beautiful surfer, pro surfer ever. Pro surfer, are you ever an ex-pro surfer? You're always a pro surfer. It's kind of like the title. Uh, Commentator, producer, now in advertising and everything. I know. What? What are you? Tell us. That's what we're going to find out. Jody Nelson. Jody to the show. Welcome. Jody thank Downs you. Nelson. Thank, thank Jody Nelson Downs. Downs. Thank you. But yes, yeah. Jody Nelson. Jody Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're honored to finally sit down and hear the Jody Nelson story. Yeah, we are. So let's start at the beginning, homegirl. All right. What's the beginning? Surfside. Born. Everything. Everything. Surfside. <laughs> I was born in Long Beach. Yep, the LBC. Oh, great! Mm-hmm. Don't. Fluff this guy's toot over here. I wasn't born there, but I grew up there. Yeah. LBC for life. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, my first two years were in Sunset Beach. And then, it's a funny story, my dad actually traded our house for an empty lot in Surfside with uh, a man by the name of Dick Moody, who owned that first house right there in Sunset Beach, right by the water tower. And we lived two doors down. And that's how we got into Surfside. And then my dad built... A house in Surfside. So he had a house. But swapped it for dirt. Swapped it for dirt. For sand. For sand. sand. Yeah. And it was just like a sick piece of land or what? On the beach, man. Well, he wanted wanted to get us into a gated community. Just Ah. like, you know, a little safer. Not public area. And my parents loved the beach. And um, yeah, so I was really fortunate to grow up in Surfside. Yeah, you are. So, in your family of, you have sisters, brothers. I did. I'm a one of four. Yep. Okay. My youngest brother. My parents moved to Colorado when I graduated high school. So my brother was 12, and he pretty much grew, grew up, up there. Out in Colorado, and he's a farmer now. Um, does organic cattle and alfalfa out in Colorado. Wow, great. Yeah, with his family of um, about to be three kids, but um, they spend there summers in Colorado and in the winters they go to Panama and go surfing and, you know. so he surfs even though he lives there grew up surfing yeah, too or yeah. that's yeah. cool yeah but none of my siblings really surf my dad surfed in college and then um, my brother got into surfing kind of my younger brother later in life and everybody else kind of like messed around with it but never got serious with it yeah but yeah so when did you how, how were you introduced into surfing um, I got introduced to surfing doing junior guards. I mean, a lot of kids, that's how In Huntington it, or? In SEAL. SEAL junior yeah. guards, okay. Yeah, and one day it was like, hey, if you guys um, swim around the pier, you get your reward is to ride the soft tops. And that I stood up on my first wave. I'll never forget running home and just like telling my dad, I'll do whatever it takes to get a surfboard. I'll work all summer, like wh- whatever I have to do to get a surfboard, I want a surfboard. And he took me to Huntington and we went to, I think, Chuck Dent. How, yeah. how old are you? 12. 12. We went okay. to Chuck Dent and I bought a 6-1 surf prescriptions Doc used for it. Awesome. What a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. We just interviewed Doc yesterday. Oh, yeah. that's, that's pretty crazy. And Amber. And Amber, and sorry. Amber. Yeah. yeah. Doc and Amber. Most amazing yeah. humans. Yeah. On the so your yeah. four, first board was Chuck a 6-1. Doc, thruster, yep. square tail. Yep. How funny. I guess your dad didn't know which shops to, to go and not go in because Chuck <laughs> Dent was a little rowdy back then. <laughs> I know. Not yeah. probably the place to bring a little 12-year-old girl to come shop for a yeah. board. You'd be like, 
And it's funny because... The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. No, we you, it. When you were growing up, was there very many girl surfers? No. None? None. Right? Yeah. I Pretty didn't. rare. I, um, so that summer, I just... Uh, my best friend is Christian Haney, who lived across the street yeah. from me. And we had a like Trey Tedder and a couple other like um, kids in Surfside, and we all just like pushed each other. I, I think I didn't really think I was like a girl. I was just one of the boys. Tomboy, yeah. And so I definitely pushed myself against the boys. You know, I was like competing with them and always trying to outdo them. And and it was like who could do the first floater, who could do the first off the lip, you know. And Christian and I would just talk crap to each other all day long and. I attribute that's pretty like, funny. That's to what him, you mean. like he's the reason why I got as good as I did is because he was like my best friend. And yeah, just, like getting up at dark every morning. I'm not letting this chick freaking beat me. <laughs> <laughs> we have to give uh, Christian some props. That's really yeah. rad. Yeah, oh, for sure. He definitely helped me get to. So surfing took over at the age of 12. Yeah, I think you know when you're 12, a lot of kids are like doing tons of different activities. Yeah. I think soccer, like soccer. Uh, tennis, gymnastics, I was like playing the piano, whatever, like guitar lessons, all of it, and just oh, volleyball as well. I just kind of like dropped it all and just focused on surfing. Parents were pretty mm-hmm. stoked on that though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were pretty supportive, surprisingly. Like I'd always ask my mom, like, come watch me, come watch me, because I, you know, nobody taught me. Like people always go, teach me how to surf. Yeah. yeah. Nobody taught me how to surf. You just have to go out there and like yeah. practice all yeah. the time. And, it's times were super different it's, back yeah. then. But it's and so girls, easy to get, as a kid, just to get pulled in so many different directions. Yeah. And everything's new and everything's cool. And why well, could be good at that? You could be good at all these things. But Well, parents also want to fill your time up so you don't get in trouble. Sure. Or you try to find something that really connect with that you can not get in trouble with, right? Yeah. Like, well, and if, if you find something that you're really passionate about, it like changes your whole trajectory of life. You right. Know? And I think other sports maybe are a lot harder or just on your body. And you don't end up playing them for the rest of your life because nope. we get old and stuff. But yeah. like the ocean is just this thing that once it grabs hold of you, and yeah. like it did for me when I was 12, like it's going to be a part of my life forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. forever. 
It's funny you, you mentioned that. I, I was listening to some podcast or something, and the guy. What was you saying, listen to other podcasts besides a late night talkie show? I cheat on everybody, bro. No. Dude, um, cheating on me. So, so the guy was talking about you know, besides golf, there's nothing really that you could play throughout your life until you're old, where you can't you know, and surfing you can still kind of surf yeah. through your older age. Definitely. Right, so. Yeah, there's a few sports, but it just depends on how aggressive you are, you know, yeah. like, yeah. and no injuries, you yeah. know. I just found out Dave Riddle's, like, 71. I really? I was in Hawaii for two months yeah. um, at the end of the year, and somebody told me Dave was 71. I was like, you got to be kidding me, Dave. Like, what the heck? And he's like, yeah, I just don't stop surfing on a shortboard. Like, that's the secret to it. It's, yeah. Like, his youth is he just. The fountain of I, youth is a shortboard. I, I like going out on you know, long boards and soft tops and different boards when the when the waves permit or just to yeah. switch it up. But man, I don't I don't think I could ever give up shortboarding. No, no way. You know, just only get fatter and wider and more volume. Like- yeah. <laughs> All right. So first board. twelve. You got your first boards. Six one surf prescriptions. And my first custom was Mark Pesh. I have a picture like pink rails custom. Like oh, you gotta text me that picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. So did you start surfing contests? Christian, yep. Christian, I get you into contests um, against girls or really any girl divisions. So I definitely surfed against the boys a lot. Yeah. Until I like got up into like the NSSAs and stuff like that. Nice. But I, I remember, yeah, beating a few boys and then being pretty upset. But um, but who, yeah, who are they? <laughs> Come on. They, they probably remember more than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then competitions took over, and I mean, I had the most supportive parents. Ever, I was already traveling internationally by the time I was 15. Um, I think my first international competition was in Venezuela. Wow. Um, for Team USA. And then I went to Bali and France. And Rob Machado's dad was, was my coach for a lot of those years. And, wow. Um, was on yeah, the he team. helped coach the NSSA national team, huh? Yeah. Like help chaperone and be, yeah. take everybody. And my mom and Rob's mom became pretty good friends on, on the road. And so... Um, and yeah, I mean, I, my mom sent me to, I went to Bali when I was 15 without parents. I was like, what were they thinking? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, with like the Malloys and um, Shay and Corey Lopez were kind of like my yeah, cool. generation. Good group of dudes that. right there. Yeah. But, uh, Big bros Dan right there. Keith, yeah. So it was a good times. <laughs> I like so that. you did pretty, pretty good off the get-go. You started doing well in contests. Yeah. Okay. I, I was... Um, yeah, I, I can't say that I was ever, like, the best at contests, but, I mean... In, you enjoyed it? You did in, well? All your... In my amateur days, like, there's trash bags full of trophies from my whole teenage surfing amateur career. Yeah. You know, it was, like, every weekend we were up and down the coast and getting up early, and either my mom was taking me or my dad was taking me. And, um, you know, those are some of, like, the best memories that yeah. I had was it kid and just thinking about how supportive my parents were and stuff and it's not like I'm an only child you know I've got four three other siblings and two of them are similar age to me you know one's two years older or one's four years older one's two years older and then my my little brother just got dragged around with us a lot yeah of places. that's <laughs> so. what's gonna happen 
But yeah. just going up and down the coast, you know, when you're that young is even cool. That's oh, like, tra- yeah. you know, yeah. that's like traveling far and abroad almost just going down the coast. Yeah. No, it's fun getting to see like new waves, you know, all the way up to spots. Santa Cruz and remember Pismo or even like going down to Solana Beach or yeah. San Diego, Torrey Pines. And all we didn't that. have kelp. And first time I went to Santa Cruz for a contest, I was tripping. Pleasure <laughs> point and just, yeah. yeah, if you didn't want to heat at low tide, yeah. you're just bumming. Yeah. Crazy. It's a different, different zone up there. So your first custom surfboard was a Pesh. Yep. When, when was your first sponsor? Yeah. Um, who was it? Gosh, I don't remember. I think like Mark Pesh used to hook me up with with boards and stuff, and then body glove, um, wetsuits and stuff. I don't, you know, like, and from there I had like a bunch of like weird sponsors. I remember I was sponsored <laughs> by like Jet Pilot wetsuits once. Wow. And um, Jet that. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah, and they would make custom suits for me. Um, there was this bikini company called Well, Diane's used to sponsor me too. No this way, our place. Yeah, epic. I didn't know. Um, How South Bay Toyota was one of my sponsors for a little while. Nice, like nice. Years. Yeah, free Forerunner for seven years. Those like were the yeah. good old days. The good old days. <laughs> um, but there was this company called Blink um, Bikinis, and. They were out of like the South Bay, and they they were one of my first like legit big sponsors. And uh, Cassia Meador, I met her when she was like I think fourteen years old. She and I were on this this team, and they they paid for me to travel, um, you know, on all the boat trips and stuff like that. Wow. Photos and they do ads and mags and everything like that. So, yeah. Um, it was cool because it was like a female ran business and. They were making, you know, stuff for female surfers. Yeah. Because your time was kind of like pretty weird. You were uh, kind of in the mix of when women's surfing started yeah. to just blossom so, and, and like blow up. Yeah. When I was 12, 13, full tomboy, comparing myself to the guys and then looking in the magazines, it was like there wasn't a whole lot for me to look up to in the magazines. I was kind of like, ooh, like a lot of... A lot of the female surfers were, you know, not very feminine. And yeah. Very kind of aggressive. Yeah. And, rah. and um, I was like, ooh, maybe I don't want to be a surfer, <laughs> you know? And then, um, and then Lisa came along, and she really, like, opened the door for me, like, to be able to have someone like that who's graceful and yeah. feminine but still rips and hangs out with the boys. And but truth be told, she wasn't. Very no, she wasn't, feminine. But, she, was but a, she was a beast in the water. But too. to me, but I, in, when she like, was a grom, she was like a, a boy grom. Yeah, she was like I think we all kind of were. Yeah, like, I know, you guys but all were. But but, sure. but worse than not worse. Not I'm not trying to say, it, but she was way more of like a bull dyke, <laughs> in, in as a youngster, than she she kind of got more feminine. Yeah. as she progressed in the sport. And the, sure. and the sport was taken And I think also she became a role model. Yeah, yeah. Because she wanted yeah. to But set. she was like a, a, a tough little... She could have been a little boy. I was a little boy when I was... <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think until you, you know, you get in that te- later teenagers, yeah. you know, teenage years, you're yeah, pretty... 15, 16? Yeah, you're pretty much just... Gender doesn't really... No. Isn't really a thing. You're just kind of like... Yeah. It's not... It doesn't really separate until you become a little bit older, I think. Yeah. I, I think... But like, it wasn't embraced as like, you know, 
the surfing culture for the for the girls until she came along and yeah. made it like the face of Roxy. You know, she was well, like even just like I don't know how many world champions she won. Having board shorts that you could wear that are not guys' board shorts, and then yeah. we went through this big phase of like everything for the women had hibiscus flowers on it. And it was yeah, like, come on, guys, like or pink or whatever. And yeah. it's like you know going through just that take whole, the logo and put pink around it. Yeah. Yeah. Going through that whole phase was was tough because we I grew up as kind of a tomboy, but then at the same time I wanted to wear stuff that you know was a little more feminine. But mm-hmm. you know, as I'm getting older and developing and whatever, you want to like have that stuff that you can still perform in as a surfer, but then feel a little bit more feminine. So it was like a really weird phase to yeah. have to go through. Well, let's just say Roxy blew the doors open yeah. on that for sure. You yeah. know, really yeah. kind of. Changed the, the whole scene on the women's side yeah. of surfing and the, you know, surf industry. Yeah, and then every brand started jumping on the bandwagon, and that even led to more women, yeah. girls surfing. Yeah. And then we talk about this all the time. It's like there's certain movies that, you know, or, or like Hollywood stuff that really explodes it's yeah. even, like though in our, even though yeah in our eyes like some of them are kind of cheesy and it's like oh they didn't really do a good job whether you it's look at north shore it's still classic yeah. it still opened the door it's but like, it opened the door and yeah. made it more mainstream and yeah. you know like and acceptable like i can very remember much. vividly walking down the street in huntington and people like oh it's a girl surfer like <laughs> oh you're gonna what are you gonna do out there in that water and it's like screw you man like, yeah. yeah just let me be you know yeah. and then that's because you surf better than them. That's go, the only reason they said that. that to like where we are now is like yeah. so cool to see. There's so many women out in the water yeah. and young girls and it's like awesome. It's crazy to see how many ripping girls there are. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Southside, there's so many. It's like when I... How much more fun is in the water too? It's oh like, yeah, yeah. Different vibe than what they used to. No, just, it's way it's way the, more. The scenery's insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's way more mellow now too. Yeah, there isn't like bad. It's hard to have bad vibes out there now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely. But but me, you know, growing up in in on Main Street and watching you know the sport and the culture evolve and to see it from like. Remember back in the day, it was one girl. It was Naya Post. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it was like Naya Post. She was also like my hero. Yeah. Like, probably. 5.0, super smart, going to be like a. She was my in person yeah. hero, where Lisa was like magazine hero, but yeah. then Naya just like watch her and he's just like, I'm never going to be able to beat her. She was like. Style. I think she was. She never fell. As super good as Lisa, like, like. She yeah. just just never took it on the world stage. She well, just became a doctor. Yeah, instead. she's like, yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna what use my idiot. brain. <laughs> use my brain to go be a Pro doctor. surfer or doctor? What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, we, let's just say that she was a big part of why Huntington won so many national yeah. like championships. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, she killed for us. So so you got in the surfing contests, uh, got sponsored. But I, I have to say like. Though I don't want to leave out Hurley because Bob Hurley, oh, we'll I, get there. I was the first woman to get sponsored by Hurley. No way. Yeah, and uh, they I was with them for like twelve years, and Bob was a huge part of my career. And Lindsay Roach and Lindsay ran the the women's team, and they had the whole um, tomboy sexy thing, and it was like that was their kind of the the direction of their women's line, and it was like just spoke perfectly to me. Like I loved. 
literally everything. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just an awesome family. What, when did that happen? Like what? Uh, like really in the beginning of when Hurley first kind started. Of started. Yeah. Ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's when. Well, backtrack a little bit. So you you when did you start surfing professionally? Um. Well, I had a little I had a little hiatus. So when I was a, a senior in high school, I was getting ready to graduate, and I got invited to go to Tahiti to compete for the U.S. team. But I also got accepted into Pepperdine only if I would, like my grades, my SATs weren't quite there, but they said if you go to the summer bridge program that starts like literally right after you graduate high school, then I could go to Pepperdine or I was going to go to Tahiti. And my dad got his MBA at Pepperdine and um, college is like a really big, kind of thing in our in our family yeah. both my older siblings have their master's degrees and um, I just knew education was super important and so I chose to go to Pepperdine instead of going to Tahiti and uh, started school I did a hard decision yeah I did two semesters there my parents had then moved to Colorado and then uh, I had a little uh, bun in the oven <laughs> <laughs> when I was a teenager so that was my little... So you were like 18, 19? Yeah, yeah. And you got knocked up. I did. Oh, man. It was great, though. It was the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> I was just going to say, like... It, it shout was, out to they're, Taylor. They're never... It yeah, it's ne at the, the time, crazy, thing. but never I, a mistake. I, I never... I, I look back at... I got married because, like, I think my dad was kind of like, you know... Taylor's dad, you better, you know. Yeah, take care of him. Yeah. Married, yeah. move on. So next minute, I'm like walking down an aisle in a wedding dress with like, you know, bun in the oven. Just like, I think my cousin and my sister pretty much just, I was just like, what the heck? I'm a teenager and I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just, but, uh, and then like I had, I had him August 24th. Um, 94 and um, I just remember it was like the hottest summer ever and I had to stay in the ocean until the bitter end and he was like three weeks late but I was like body surfing out there wearing a two-piece bikini just like right. come out so he was literally born and bred in the water <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah so you're, that, you're not gonna keep me out of the water <laughs> so that was my little hiatus and I I remember um, this was like you know before I was sponsored back early and I was I was trying to figure out what my next move was going to be yeah. with surfing. So we, you were going to Pepperdine yeah. and then you got and, pregnant. Yep. Okay. And so I took a pause off of school and, um, you know, took care of Taylor and then was figuring out, okay, how can I get back into competing um, on, the, on the tour and stuff. And, you know, my parents were still super supportive and, yeah. you know. You could always go back to school at any time, yeah. you know, might, might as well. Which I did. Yeah, but um, follow but your... Yeah, so I... I remember like I was still trying to get like a few sponsors and stuff to get support to do the tour and all that and I'll never forget I just told my friend this um, recently I won't name the brand but I, I had a meeting with a brand and they were like we were getting ready like they had a contract and everything and they were like well how are you gonna do the tour if you have a small like baby a child and I was like do you ask Taylor Knox that do you yeah. ask Rob Machado uh, that yeah like, why do you, because I'm a woman, you're asking me that? And yeah. I just went like this, pushed the paper across the table and walked out. Wow. Epic. Epic. Good for you. <laughs> Jody. Like, yeah. Hey, thanks. Like, it just wow. didn't feel right. I yeah. was like, 
Yeah, what are you going to hold that over my head when it's like, like why should it be any different? Business. Yeah. I'm going to take care of my business. Yeah. You take care of yours. Let's sign this paperwork. Yeah. This is an agreement that I'm going to do my part. You're going to do your part. Right. Let's do this. Why is that even like. Was so, it one of the top brands out there? It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Ruka sucks, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. So you walked out of there. I walked out. And okay. that's when I got some of the other like smaller brands kind of come together and, and then start doing. Traveling around, and my parents, like, we'd go to WA, and Taylor was, like, two years old. Like, we, my mom and my little brother and I, we went all the way to South Africa. And Damn. Europe. So what were you, like, 19, 20? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Charging. Steve Adler, Adler was, like, sponsoring one of my first sponsors, too, when he had Surfboard Factory. Awesome. And um, Flower Power. they had that whole thing going on in Japan, and he was killing it with, like, the T-shirts and stuff. And so yeah. He was... He was helping fund my career for a while too. That's awesome. So yeah. well, that might be be pretty cool to bring your mom and brother and then your kid yeah. like have a good support system like yeah. traveling. You don't have yeah. to worry about. It was epic. Yeah. Make, take all the stress off you. You get just focus on. And then surfing sometimes and Taylor would go out to Colorado and just be like a little free bird out there with my parents in the summertime, and I'd go travel and. Surf. So how long did you do the tour for? Um, my life's really like a blur it's hard for me to remember but like i think i was competing and traveling around for maybe seven years or so wow really that's remember. a long time but like towards the end of my career when i was with hurley they didn't really care about me doing the contest so it was more like i was going on trips with guys for surfer magazine or surfers journal and going to like weird off the beaten yeah path places. so you almost transitioned to, to be like, like a free more, surfer i did more like the big wave kind of stuff yeah. as well yeah, you're like, you're like one of the first towing girls, right? Yeah, well, we, we it was like, it's such a blur, the whole thing. But like in 2001, I think it was, because it was right before my dad passed away. I remember I we were in Tahiti and we had an opportunity to, to tow in there, and it was big. And I just remember like how stoked I was that my dad like got to see. That footage? Yeah, I mean, do that and yeah. go for it. But it was like one of those opportunities where you're like, so scared but you know you're not going to get that opportunity just like so tell us every day tell us about that day who yeah who was out who was to, <laughs> who was your partner in crime on that um, tow? well it was megan abubo uh rochelle ballard holly beck was with us and uh Batea david was our boto boto was our driver and um and rochelle went first and it was you know it was solid and she how big wearing, eight to ten foot 12 to 15 i don't even like big, big, <laughs> and Rose, it doesn't need to be that big to Rochelle be scary. Was there, wearing a white shirt with a white surfboard, and she ate it and got held under for two waves. And we were like all stressing out and couldn't find her. She finally popped up, Poto grabs her, brings her to the boat, and he looks at me. And he's like, All right, Jody, you're up next. I was like, uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, I should have gone. So I hop on the ski, we go out, and we're like waiting so, for a set, and he's out there rolling a big fat joint. Poto like, is? Yeah, and I was you're like, like, seriously, cool. dude? My you're life's gonna... in your hands right now, and you're going to light up a So he's big, on a jet ski. He's crazy. He's like, oh, this is fun size, you guys. You're, I, uh, I mean, yeah, right. how big was it, you think? Like 20 foot I mean, faces? I'll say a picture. Okay. Yeah, we need to have well, it. But it was like. Well, for for like, the listeners, they're, like they're going to. Like double overhead. Yeah. Like, like proper chopu. Proper. Yeah. yeah. But okay. it, I wouldn't say it was like. 
code red like the guys are surfing today. Like, it was the direction was not where it was like super below sea level, so it was a little more user yeah. friendly. And um, but if it's double overhead have, and it's top to bottom barrels, you're we fucking. We didn't have tow boards either. We were just using our regular like step ups. So, yeah. so Strider told us his first experience towing in at Chopu, yeah. and they well, had they had is. plastic <laughs> bottles. For, for handles. The handles. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Did you have plastic bottles for the handles? No. Or did you have proper... No, but when I did my knee just recently, I was using a snorkel. So oh. similar. Yeah, you make do with what you got. That's right. All right, let's with go back. With the this thing. Poto said, as Poto's rolling a joint, yeah. he's like, hey. I'm just sitting there going, this guy hey, has Jody. life in his hands right now. He's your, waiting for a big one. Your turn, Jody. Yeah. We're gonna get you on a big one. Yeah. Hold so, on. <laughs> I, I didn't eat. I didn't eat it, which I was really happy about. But um, it was it was terrifying. But also like the most exhilarating thing I've ever done in my life. And we all kind of like. So it was. Did you get barreled on that wave? I wouldn't say so, I got like super barreled. I like barely got barreled. All I know is I survived. Just make the drop. <laughs> and, and it was a big one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was, and that was your first time ever doing it. Yep. Did it? I mean, all? I had done toe-ins with Sean Collins. Like he's like my second dad, and so yeah. we would do stuff all the time at Surfside like, around here, like yeah. out at Esther or Cloud Break or whatever. Nothing crazy down Baja, but did all the girls go that day? Um, almost everybody Every, did. Yeah. And Rochelle, she took Rochelle a look in. She got back up on. Got back up, went back out, and it was one of those moments where, like, you know, when we were done, we were like, wow, we just pushed the envelope for, for women right there. And I think if the four of us weren't together, like it probably wouldn't we, have. Yeah. Yeah. We would have chickened out, but because we were all pushing each other, it was, you know, one of those moments where I think we really, so you're not going to tell us who didn't like go that. out. No. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who did. Did Linda didn't. Um, I wouldn't have. Did, Hell uh, no. Was there any photographers and stuff? You guys yeah. said you got photos. Yeah. Brucey was with us. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, cool. that was good times. So that was a big milestone in that was, in your surfing and that's when I kind of like got more into the free surfing stuff. And I did like a few courses up at Mavericks with the you know. PWC. You surf Mavericks too? Well, I did a lot of big wave training up there, and um, all the rescue stuff with like Sean Aladio K thirty eight and um, Adam Rapogel was my partner for a while, and mm. you basically learn how to rescue like it was huge when we did the training course and you get dropped off in the middle of the impact zone and we have to like rescue each other we do night ops we have to they like take the whole wave runner apart and you gotta like put it back together with your partner and um yeah you just practice all the pickups and everything like that so yeah i did I that's that kind of weird that's i did that sketchy. course twice just so that like you know it's good to take those courses yeah. also because if you're ever in a bad situation and somebody's coming to rescue you you know like how to, what to yeah. do, you know, you know which hand to give them, yeah, you know, what to do with your it's poor. Plan, planning for the worst, and, yeah. and you know that's what's going to happen in big waves. Is yeah. it's not always pretty. Yeah, and then I did a lot of Baja trips, like with Sean Collins and like Mike Parsons and Gerlach and that whole crew. Yeah, with skis out in the middle of nowhere, and I always like didn't mind going on the boys' trips and just hanging in there and yeah. not complaining. And yeah, and and I kind of heard that you were charging bigger waves and i was like wow jody's surfing bigger waves yeah. like 
She's doing toe-ins and shit? Like, what? Well, then Lane Beach, where'd she come up with that? Lane Beachley was a big influence on me. She's, like, one of my best friends. And when I first started going to Hawaii, like, you know, we she had charged. competitions at Sunset and Haleiwa. Like, we had to charge. So, yeah. she, first time to the North Shore, she made me go out at Sunset without fins, without a board, just... Swimming? Swimming. Like, a big sunset. And we'd be out there, and the guys were like, what are you girls doing out here? But she, you know, if, if you can't swim out there, you shouldn't be out there. Yeah. Because yeah. you guys know sunset, like the only way to get in is to get through pounded. The, through, the, through the white water. <laughs> Otherwise, you just keep getting sucked back out, sucked yeah. back out. So that was like kind of my initiation on the North Shore. And then she would paddle out on days where sunset's like closing out to as far as you can see. Yeah. This pipe, like, and just charge. She's got crazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. I, and then one time I almost drowned at Steamer Lane before I got into big waves. Um, we had a contest there and Middle Peak broke. Have you guys ever been yeah. out there when it's that big? And and it broke on my head and I was held down for two waves. And have you guys ever gotten to that point where you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to die now. Like, I'm drowning. I don't do that in very big ways. I do that in two-foot surf. <laughs> so that happened to me at, at Steamers. And as soon as I gave up is when I came to the surface. Oh my and gosh. that's when I like everything clicked for me with big waves and being held under and breath holding and you know doing the big wave training. I was like, if I'm going to put myself in these situations, I want to be prepared. Because yeah. physic- if you physically prepare yourself, it mentally prepares yourself for yeah. the next time you get into that situation. So... But now I'm a total wimp. Like a couple of years ago, you Taylor, rest? Taylor and I went to Nicaragua and we were like at Colorado's and I was just totally That place pounds wimp. you. I was wimping. I was like, who are you and what have you done with my mom? That is so funny. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm not, I don't charge anymore. I did. I go to Hawaii and I'm like, that just doesn't look fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. I just want to go watch my kid catch some like reforms and stuff. This is so cool. Yeah, Color, you know, Nicaragua, Colorado's. We we've been there a couple times, and it's such a, a a sick place to go. And the paddle out isn't bad, but if it's consistent, you just get worked. Yeah, that's a thing. It's, it's like it's it's twenty yards to the you know, but it's nonstop. Like when it's yeah, on. and it shakes the board out of your hands. Yeah. Like. That's the, the scary thing for me is like, I got hurt duck diving at lowers. <laughs> we did. We just fell out. I'm like, where did Lyndon go? He's gone. We, we were out. I caught like, in 45 minutes, it was like, I caught like three waves and it was pumping. It was legitimately pumping, right? It, it was pumping. It was good. It's, it's the, and I ducked over a wave and got smashed and it felt like something hit my arm. Something snapped my arm and I came back up. Like finally came back up and I paddled and it felt like a bone was sticking out of the side of my arm. And I was like, done. So I went in and I... I, It was so good. I I surfed for like three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. I sat on the beach. I see him on the beach and I'm like, I'm not going in until I can't I I didn't call him in or anything because I knew he wouldn't anyway. (laughs) Um, But he had like a couple of beers in his bag and I'm like, oh my God, thank God. So I pounded like almost like a six pack. So what on the beach. Happening? You just old? I never old. I never went to the doctor. But he's a, yeah, he's, he's a retard. Yeah. yeah. You can't say pad- that anymore, bro. Just That's not him, PC. Take him out to the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> he gets hurt a lot. But seriously, <laughs> the show isn't about me getting hurt. It's about Jody Nelson. Charger. So, the Charger. The Charger. So, so, so 
steamer lane, you get held down for two ways, and you said it clicked. Like The light bulb went off, yeah. I mean, how? Because steamer lane is big, <laughs> but these other places you're talking about, like Chopu it, or Sunset. This is before all those other places. This is the first. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know. But the light bulb went off in the fact that, like, I survived, and the only reason why I survived was when I, like, gave up fighting, yeah. being held down, yeah. and I just relaxed, yeah. and that's when I came to the surface. And but so that... the other circumstances that yeah. you're, that are way more, I understand what you're saying, like, oh yeah, you, you yeah. just got to be comfortable and taking that impact and knowing that, okay, it's going to be okay, but when you're talking Chopu, you know, at 10 to 15 feet, that's different from Steamer Lane. Yeah. And like Mavericks. But water or, is water. And yeah. that's, I think the thing that clicked was how to react when you're underwater. But also like I started doing the training with the breath holding and swimming yeah. underwater and, and working on my like my lung capacity yeah. so that I knew I could hold my breath for a long time. Yeah. And then the other part is just relaxing. But if you don't practice that breath hold and being underwater and being comfortable in that un uncomfortable situation, yeah, it's a lot easier to panic quicker. Yeah, and panic, that's, you're done. That's what I didn't know that first. I time. can't get past that panic thing. I always yeah. just panic. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I I've been in similar situations like that where, you know, you start to panic, and then you're like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. And you just kind of let go. And, that's when and then you're like, it's, it was almost creepy feeling because you're like, this is how it is. This is actually pretty peaceful. I'm like, I'm actually going to go and I'm okay with it. Like that. I seriously you've, was you've like. You've gotten to that point? Yeah. And then you like. He's making this up. He's I got to that point. No. And you just come up and it's like euphoric almost. And it's kind of a weird feeling. You guys are getting too crazy. But the, but going back to where you're saying, like, how do you panic at certain spots because it's not that big? It's some of those that catch you off guard. Yeah. Sometimes you're you're really prepared for the deep water, the big waves, or this. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't even have to be that big or that gnarly. Yeah. Just to hit, you know, I got hit across the chest by a board, knocked the wind out of me. I mean, it was a big day, but it wasn't like I'm gonna die like size yeah. day. Knock the wind out of me, get pounded, come up, I'm above water and I can't breathe. Like it, I, and then I get hit by another wave. And that, you know, and that, like you just never know when, you yeah. know, you're going to have to go through that in the least expected time. Yeah. So, so that day at Seamer Lane, you're like, okay, I'm going to get prepared for. You didn't get hit, you just got pushed <laughs> down deep and doing the swirl. Because that thing, that middle peak's a good. Big thick. Big, yeah. deep water. I just got held up I two waves that. in a row. Was yeah. anybody there to like like see you? I'm not like no. right next to me. Yeah. Like when I came up, I had that feeling you just described yeah. of like kind of euphoria a little bit because I'd been under for so long. And then I just realized, you know, you have to relax when you're down there. You can't panic. It just exerts more energy. Yeah. And you run out of air faster. Yeah. <laughs> so. so well, that's a, that's a huge, I guess thing to master the fear of of fear of big waves well and i think you know? it's one of those things if you don't sure. if you don't use it you lose it yes. you know and yes. so like right now i'm a total wimp 
Yeah. But I know I could probably get myself back to that place yeah. if I really wanted to. But yeah. now I just love hydrofoiling small waves. Yeah, we used to just <laughs> go down to Porto in the summer, like when at least two or three times in the summer, just so you get that like adrenaline yeah. and that practice before yeah. like Hawaii came around. You yeah. know, you're like, because first week or two in Hawaii, you're like, oh man, I hope like, it's not that big. So and then after a couple months, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, this yeah. looks fun. Oh. But yeah. So, so you started big wave going yeah start doing big waves started traveling for editorial and surf trips mm -hmm. what's the best surf trip best waves you've ever gotten um i mean we got skunked a lot you would know you, yeah. jay went on a lot of these trips and i was on a trip with brett simpson and art brewer and robo and dave post and we went all the way to west africa senegal damn and we were hunting all over around there, and we got pretty, pretty skunked. And it's kind of gnarly around there too. Yeah, so like beautiful. Is that where like the pirates landing. are? Senegal? Is that what? Se pirates? Yeah. Like? I mean, it's yeah, it's not like safe. Yeah, Sam George was the writer, and he ended up getting married on that trip to Nia Peoples. It was the weirdest trip ever. Wow. It was for Nia Peoples magazine. is an actress. Yeah, right? one, she was in the North Shore. Yeah. North Shore. Right. yeah. Oh, that was the main chick. Yeah. Okay. And they they got married in Senegal. It's some like traditional, you know, <laughs> my, my wife my wife's blonde hair, blue eyes. She's part Senegalian. Okay. Or that's how you yeah. pronounce it, right? Twenty yeah. what is it? Twenty four of me. Yeah. You know, it's like Muslim and all yeah. the churches. It's like Wesley yeah. Snipes, like you know, dark. Yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an it's an interesting place. It's, um, but we just kind of got how, skunked and we drove but was around it a lot. Culture cool. Yeah, culture just to was check cool. out. You know, they eat with their hands out of the bowl. Everybody just shares out of a bowl and, um, but yeah, I mean, the culture is always like the most amazing part. I always had trouble coming home from those trips because, like in Senegal, there was like tons of poverty and Oof. like kids digging in the land and in the garbage just you know but I also used to shoot a lot of films so I'd take all these amazing photos but then I'd come home and I'd go hang out with my friends and they'd be talking about like super shallow things you know yeah. and I would just like have this time where I had to like decompress and I couldn't even hang out like with my friends in California for a couple weeks yeah what a good life free. lesson though huh just to be able yeah, to like i mean surfing gave you that opportunity oh, to like yeah. i mean there's a lot of people travel it's like oh i went to this resort i'm going to like you know do this no, whatever don't. like but yeah. a lot, surfing you go to a lot of pretty obscure places yeah. with everywhere we go where the waves are good it's third world practically yeah you know definitely there's i mean outside of you know a few countries it's pretty bad out mm -hmm. there yeah. you know yeah but still beautiful and unique and you know most of the people are genuinely happy and that's all they know and you know it's not like you go there and it's bad places like you go there and like oh my gosh like but it goes back to the materialistic things you're yeah. like wow we're arguing over like this and that and yeah you know so much more to be you forgot to like my post bro Great, grateful <laughs> yeah. i was just gonna pick up my phone right now like oh shoot Lyndon's gonna be pissed <laughs> what was your like Best I think surf, I just always like, had so much fun um, on the boat trips um, yes. in Indo. You know, I did a boat trip from Kupong all the way back to Bali once. And, you know, stuff that you grew up drawing on your notebooks. Yeah. We, we literally parked the boat in the middle of, like, a perfect left and a perfect right. And the boat's, like, and right in the middle. And swimming pool water with no one, one palm around. tree. And... 
Yeah, and then it's just like an RV on the water. And I was actually going to college at that time when I was doing a lot of these trips. So I'm like doing calculus in a boat while we're like <laughs> moving around from island to island. And but yeah, I think you that know, totally useful information that yeah. you're going to use the rest <laughs> totally. of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget being in a boat cabin doing cal- calculus in the middle of one coconut plus two coconuts. That's discipline three. right there. Yeah, that's like you're determined to uh, to pass that class. If so you're if on Lyndon a boat. could eat four bananas in five minutes, and Jay could eat one. Ba- how many coconuts is that? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That's how crazy yeah. that Jay had one big black banana. I did, <laughs> and I earned that one. He did. We had a surf contest. Uh, <laughs> on a boat trip. On a boat trip. And uh, we made a a, a, a metal yeah, out, a of trophy. A, out of a, smash, a can, smash can. can, and it had a banana wedged in it. They taped like bananas to it and some other stuff, and they put it on like a tether. And anyways, he wore it from Indo yeah. all the way through customs, all the way like home. Like a real banana? Uh-huh. Like a, a dead... Rotten. Yeah, it was pretty much like... But he had it on all the way from fucking Indonesia to U.S. Yeah. I'm all dudes. If I go to secondary, I'm going to be so pissed because they made You can't believe you made You got to go through customs with that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know how he made it. Looked at it and looked at me and looked at it and then like handed me the paper and let me through. And I'm like... (laughs) And I get through He got to wear all the way through customs. All All the different... Uh, TSA uh, lines and everything he made a home it was so awesome so so tell us tell us uh, yeah tell us more about your 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 best surf trips yeah I can just remember like I think that one trip from Kapong but then I've done like a a bunch um, you know Tellos and and down Mint Wives and all that yeah you've done you've done like a lot of extensive traveling I can never I'll never forget like I came home from a boat trip once and like I just remember being so clear headed and awake. Mm. They call woke. The kids call it woke. 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 We got woke. We got woke, girlfriend. Something happened on this one boat trip where like I think it was my first it was my first boat trip. Where it was just so magical. The waves were so good and I felt so blessed. And I was with I was with Lane. And Samantha Cornish, Kim, Kim Bradshaw, and we had a photographer with us, this guy Larry, and we were, um, I think it was, not the Mangalui, it was another little weird boat, but um, I just remember came up, coming back and I was just so clicked in, and, and like everything was so crystal clear, and like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer, I, I'm, I, I believe I'm a Christian, and I believe in Jesus and stuff, and I just like... It was like this thing where I was like the closest to God that I've ever been, the closest to Jesus that I've ever been. It was coming back from, well, being on that trip and then coming back, you know, mm. and I'll just never forget like, and it was just being in nature and yeah. and not just nature, but like these beautiful, perfect waves wow. and yeah. being a surfer and like experiencing that, you know. And the waves were good on that trip. Yeah, they probably weren't the best waves ever, but like the for me, it was like my that, first boat trip. And, yeah, and you're so You're basically like on an RV yeah. in the water, like yeah. pulling up, waking up at a different perfect wave every yeah. morning, you yeah. know, and just surfing your brains out and just perfectly clear water. Yeah. And, yeah. You're, you're removed we from need like to, the normal like yeah. we need to go on another boat trip so we get <laughs> yeah, woke we again Good. <laughs> well it's no joke when 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 god brought heaven down to earth like he created this is heaven here you know it's just how you look at it waves. Yeah. 
There's waves. Bring more waves, buddy. <laughs> so then after surfing professionally, contest, you became more of an editorial surfer. Yep. And then what? what? And I went to school during all that. Like I was getting paid to surf and then I went back to school at Cal State Long Beach. Made okay. my own major in sports marketing, management, and mass communications. Taylor was probably about three or four years old. How old are you when you go to preschool? He was in preschool, so we went to preschool there on four, campus. Four years old. And um, and then I'd go to school, and then I'd miss, like, Mikey Riley was in some of my classes, I remember. Um, I'd miss some of my, like, six weeks a semester, but because I wrote this, like, 20-page proposal and designed my own major, and I was surfing professionally, like, I had to get a signature from every single department head to, to be able to do this this major and so they were like super cool there huh, who told you to do that i just didn't i i kind of just didn't see any of the majors like fitting to what i wanted to do and i wanted to study something that would help me as a professional athlete and and also like so you created your own major yeah and sports, it was sports sports marketing management and mass communications so yeah it was all about like you know, public relations, it was about communications, you know, like all the broadcast stuff that I do. It was also had the sports element with kinesiology wow. and the mental game of sport and women in sport and um, and then marketing, like all the, you know, bargaining and negotiating and all that stuff. And then I still had to take like calculus and accounting and all that it's yeah. gross stuff to get the business part out of there. But, um, but yeah, it was super cool. So I was like really excited about going to school and what I was learning and and Taylor would go to school. And Taylor would go to school, and they had like goats and all kinds of like animals there. <laughs> he loved it. They'd get dirty in the mud, and then how sick! Yeah, and then my, my parents would help me when I'd go travel, and that was a pretty good setup. I mean, I it took me seven years to finish college. Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, 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 you yeah. finished it. Hey, I'm going on a boat trip for a month. I'll uh, I'll write a report. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I got it done. I got my degree and. It's, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids don't know that you can make your own major and they think they just, I've always kind of been that fish that like swims in the opposite direction of all the other fish. And I just was like, none of these boxes. I'm not one of these boxes, you yeah. know, like let me make my own box. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome that you took it upon yourself to create your own destiny. Yeah. Well, that, that too. And, and having the smarts to like help what you had, your passions were already, waste, you yeah, know, I didn't want to waste my time. Yeah. Like, you know, this is what I like. Something. How do I make what I'm doing yeah. Yeah. longevity-wise and to help me so you spread knew, it out to help others? You kind of knew what you were going to transition to. I didn't. You didn't. I, I, I wrote that what proposal you thinking I wanted to be a sports like agent. Mm. So that's what I geared the proposal towards. But everything in that really helped me um, transition. Just I mean, Was there sports agents that you were like... Yeah, I mean, I worked with Sue Izzo was my own... Agent. agent, yeah. yeah. And, um, I was just going to say, I remember yeah. Sue Rizzo. Yeah. Yeah. Izzo was, she worked with um, Keir Dillon and she worked with um, Cassia was her other, like I was her first surfer. She was with a bunch of snowboarders and uh, Anne Malin Kongsgaard and um, later on she had like Danny Davis and stuff. But then after me, Sofia Milanovic and Cassia were her only other Surf surfers girls. and then I think she got into... Yeah, she had a whole like mosaic management, sports management yeah, yeah. for a while. And Did you pick her brain apart a lot while you were like working? Um, or well, just kind of? I kind of was just like, I saw like what the agents had to do, and I, I was yeah. kind of like, it's kind of, I don't know if I'm right, but that's really what I want to do. Yeah. But it at least helped me get 
in the right direction and learned a lot of things that were super helpful for me as yeah. a professional athlete and then um, just business in general. Yeah. yeah. Life. And life. But yeah, I mean, I transitioned into like, I got into a little bit of retail marketing with with Hurley. They gave me a, a great opportunity there while I was like kind of trying to figure out that transition because the transition, a lot of people don't talk about it. Like going from a pro athlete especially surfing like I mean NFL and NBA they have like they make a lot of money yeah yeah. they have a lot of support people that help them with those transitions and if they're in the league long enough they have a pension yeah pensions all that but like going from being a professional surfer to like okay what's next it's pretty much starting over as a female like no offense to you guys but you guys are like it's the boys club and oh you can be a rep and you can do this and you can do that but like for the women it was kind of like you just kind of got pushed to the side, you know? And yeah. Hurley was super cool, like, giving me an opportunity with retail marketing, but it just, whining and dining the shop kids to sell more product, like, which is essentially what it is. Like, yeah. it just didn't sit well with I me. want that job. <laughs> that sound Wait, so that bad. is my job. <laughs> we had a lot of fun and, and all that, but it was just like, it wasn't satisfying. So yeah. who, who approached you with that? that position Lindsay, Bob? Lindsay, oh, Lindsay Roach and Bob oh yeah yeah, yeah. And, you know Lindsay. Saxon got an uh, ambassador of Aquatic Fun I got an opportunity for retail marketing and oh Bob like, <laughs> way to go Bob <laughs> no but it was cool they at least gave me an opportunity but then then they really gave me an opportunity when they signed um, the deal with US like for US Open when they sponsored yeah. US Open had the Hurley Pro so I was commentating at that like that at point their, in my career at the Hurley I events. was commentating um you know, towards the end of my surfing career, and, and and Hurley gave me the opportunity to actually like become the executive producer of the broadcast for Hurley Pro and US so, Open. So, backtrack for a second. You started commentating for the contest. Yeah. So okay. Boost Mobile, Boost Mobile brought me in for for, US for the Boost Mobile Pro down at Lowers. Lowers. Oh, before for Hurley took it over. Lowers. Yeah. And so I was doing that for a while before. Uh, <laughs> It's all right. We'll cut it off. Look at this. Uh, Mr. Snuggles. You guys know Kara? Hi. 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 Jody, Kara. What's Hi. up? Jody. How are you? Hi. You know Jack. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. No worries. Yeah. Party. You guys are going the to the whole weekend. Server? We're going to Lake. Yeah. Okay. Good for right. you. Oh, wait. Oh, I have these back, too. Hold okay. On. I'll just leave it. Perfect. I can cut that out. Sure. <laughs> Editing. That's so, so what were we talking about? Yeah, Boost Mobile. So, okay. yeah, like Mark Fuel at Boost hired me for a while. I was doing the sideline recording for um, for the Boost, and then what was your first comment and commentating, commentating job? Um, and how I did remember? I think what was that? What was that contest series we used to have in California? HP Surf Series or the Bud Light? or It wasn't that. It was after that. PSTA or something like that. that Jeff Greenwood or whatever his name was. Snugs. Um, We used to have a series where we made money. Yeah, it was... Up and um, down the California coast. And it wasn't PSAA. It was after that. I want to say it was PSTA or something. Something. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. yeah. So, so there, it, there, was, there were like... And it was on TV. Yeah. They were... Huh. Yeah. There was like six was, events yeah. or so up and, and down the coast. Yeah. There was. So, so somebody I did approached you or they or you approached first. them? They came to me. Hmm. Yeah. And That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then Boost. And then 
um, when surfing got in the X Games. I so how was how was that um, first job? Like they said, hey Jody, we I, think know, you'd be a good commentator. Yeah. Come come uh, come try it out. I don't know that I fell in love with it at first. I didn't. I don't think I fell in love with it until. Um, Were you until nervous? I did like the X Games. I I get nervous in front of eyeballs, but I don't get nervous in front of a camera like right now like I can talk to this microphone fine but if we were standing in front of a classroom of people or whatever in an auditorium I'd like freeze you know yeah. get stage fright but uh the the commentating or the sideline reporting stuff I fell in love with it when um I got to do the x games and then they actually like taught me how to do it and they fly us out to Bristol Connecticut and we do training with like the best in the business so hold on so you, you were doing that small tour. Yeah. And then how... I can, honestly, did, I can't remember like how it all happened, but I just... Yeah, how did you get doing, connected with with I was doing X that, Games. and then I think they saw me doing that, and then one thing led to another, and, you know, X Games, surfing got in the X Games, so my name got thrown in the hat. Remember, we did it in Huntington, the waves sucked, and yeah. then it went to Porto, Escondido, and I was a sideline reporter out in the water. <laughs> At Porto Escondido. Sick. Um, and then I went and did Winter X Games. So I did border cross and skier cross and mm. all the snowboard events and stuff. And, um, you know, I just, I, and then we did the game. The game, yeah. yeah. Girl, X Girl, X Girl X Game. game. Well, that was kind of prior to the X Game. See, I can't they took that format. Like, all the order it yeah. all came in, but um, it all kind of just like once you start doing it, people start seeing you and you're doing a good job. And then I just really became passionate about it because I'd always produce myself more than any like field producers yeah. were producing me. And I just wanted, I actually wanted to be like an NBA, you know, sideline reporter. And I was like super into it. But, I, but what I loved about it is the storytelling aspect. And then it wasn't about me. It was about like teeing up the, the athlete that I'm talking to to get the stories out of them. And yeah. I always was like, well, if my grandma's watching or somebody that doesn't even know anything about the sport, how yeah. can I get them to attach to and be a fan of this person? So, right. like, we're all human. We have that in common. doesn't matter if you surf or don't surf. We have these human stories. And if I can get those human stories out of the person I'm talking to, well, we might just get some new fans. Yeah, we yeah. experienced the same thing when we went to podcast uh, college. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we were really in, into... Uh, pulling out that personality it's not so much a college it's more of like a high school yeah it's more like just party no um no i i mean i remember seeing you yeah like at the surf events and then the x game the winter x games i was like holy smoke she's big time now yeah like you know because sir you know and then i mean they're all crossovers and it's the same was the pay good was the pay good it's not very good that's how i got into producing was like i could still do the storytelling but, you know, get paid a little more because I'm producing the whole thing. And that's yeah. Jeb Siskiros at Hurley and, and Bob Hurley are the ones that kind of gave me that opportunity to step up and kind of be in charge of the entire broadcast. A lot of people didn't know that I was still like, because I was still doing some of the sideline reporting, but then I was overseeing the entire broadcast. So Behind the scenes, Joey. Yeah, and everyone yeah. would be like, oh, I saw you commentating or whatever. And it's like, oh, I was doing a lot more than that. But um, I'd hire the production company. I would do all the pre-produced content. I'd, you know, make sure we had all the graphics in line and um, oversee the entire budget. And yeah, it was, yeah. That, that's where I kind of really helped grow my career to where it is now. Yeah. Yeah, you made yourself a lot, lot more like valuable. Like, yeah, valuable for sure. Yeah. So where the real money's at. So from the small 
California tour to X Games to the Winter Games, and then because the big ones for I mean, in my mind, the big ones for you were hosting the U.S. US Open, Open, US Open yeah. for sure. and the Hurley. Well, I also because the Hurley Pro, right? Bob used to like. I don't know if you guys remember that era where it was like you know all the brands were paying for the broadcasts and everybody was trying to like outdo each other you know and it was like a great time in surf broadcasting you know everybody had their own set of commentators and graphics and this and that and everybody was trying to come up with new technology for the webcast like oh the speed tester or whatever like the speedometer oh, how gosh. fast the person's going or yeah heats on demand like all of these like yeah, the, 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 things that were coming out everybody was like rip curl against quicksilver against harley against you know but it was like a great time of, of growth and it was really fun um, yeah and uh yeah those those were the times where i kind of learned the most and bob would actually like ask bob and jeb would be like how much do they want to give you to work on that because like rip curl would come to me and ask me to, to do jobs and they would just do that yeah you were at bells you went to a lot of other i didn't do bells oh you didn't i, I I eventually started doing stuff with other brands because yeah. What like, other events? Um, I went like to WSL Puerto Rico, events. so like I did, I did the Puerto Rico event when Andy passed away, and mm, that was like probably one of the most challenging situations ever. But had I not done all that training with ESPN and out in Bristol, Connecticut, and and how to handle those types of situations, because we would deal with crashes and this and that, where like people are, you don't know if they're alive or not, and the family's watching and. You know, it's like very sensitive situations, and yeah. I was like, learn. I, I learned and was trained how to like handle those situations because we would practice that, and we would have talent seminars, and we would, you know, do all that prior to a, an X Games. And um, that's crazy. And so when I was in in Puerto Rico, he's okay. He's not moving, but well, we'll get back. What do you think about that? Like just yeah, yeah, it's gnarly, but gnarly. Um, but so Life. when all that went down with Andy and stuff, instead of like freaking out that it was like such like so much pressure I just like took myself out of it and was like doing a duty as a reporter for everybody that's watching and not there and like friends and family and surf fans like, yeah because it was a very emotional very hard time you know we, we did the paddle out and um gosh you know, it's just like it was a heavy heavy yeah. situation so, so crazy I remember that I remember the the visuals yeah coming back to me of that weekend yeah. The waves were super good too, right? They yeah. scored, yeah. It was a great they event. Scored. Kelly won his 10th and Steph won her whatever million. Yeah, million <laughs> contests. So how long did you do the events and, and the, um, and the, the yeah, I mean, commentating? Did, I still do some commentating, but like I'm more on the producing side of things and I don't do too much stuff in surf anymore. Um, when the WSL kind of came around and, and all that, I kind of just decided it was time to like spread my wings and go in other directions so now um i mean i just did the isa olympic qualifier in japan last october november whenever that was and i did i was grinding it out on the sideline producing myself in the scorching humid heat and waves uh, are good for that too yeah waves were good yeah and that was fun to be back on the front lines so fun and i was hanging out with todd klein in japan Oh, he's a celebrity. He's Todd Crane. He's yeah. big. Todd Crane. But um, but yeah. So now I'm kind of just I work a lot outside. So did you work for the WSL too, or no? Mm-hmm. No, I've never worked. I I I've never worked with them. Okay. Yeah. Did you do some WSL events commentating? No. 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 
Um, you know, there was like that transition period where we were still running the Hurley Pro. Yeah. And they were just kind of transitioning in. But yeah, since they came on, I just kind of kind of went a different direction. So now I do, I still do tons of live events, mm-hmm. um, live broadcasts, but I do, you know, do tour, skateboarding. I do winter do tour, which is snowboarding and skiing. I do Nitro World Games, which is rally cross and freestyle motocross. And I do flat track motorcycle racing with Roland Sands. And um, what else? I did some Spartan racing for a couple of years. We do that live. Um, What's Spartan racing? It's like outdoor adventure racing. On vehicles no, or just running? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, like Spartan obstacle course racing. Okay. Yeah, so did that the last year, and, and we do shows on NBC. And um, you know, it's funny because it's all the same as surfing; it's just different industries. I was just gonna say, how how hard do you have to like dive into the sport and the I just athletes? Love, like, and, like, I got to a point in my career where. When the whole Hurley thing and WSL was coming, I was like, well, what do I love about my career, like what I do? Because I truly love my job. And that's one thing that like surfing taught me is that you can be passionate about something and get paid to do it. And that's where I transitioned into producing was like, I love storytelling and I can get paid to do it. And um, so now that's, I just kind of like narrowed it down to like, I love sports and storytelling. Like it's that simple. Yeah. And then I love doing live broadcasting because it's just like so much fun. And you have to, there's so much preparation. And when it's go time, like you better be ready. Like, but you're on the lines, you're seeing action. That's what's cool too is like yeah. you never know what the story's gonna unfold right in front of your eyes. And yeah. you're there to commentate on it. Yeah, so you're a producer now. Yeah. Okay. Content producer. Yep. Okay. And, and live broadcast producer. So like last week, I was just in a truck for four days straight doing all the events for, for Dutour. So I'm, I'm often like the only woman in the truck, like sitting in the front row with all the dudes. And then what we do is we turn around and, and make a TV show for NBC. So this Saturday, there will be a so take show us, that airs. Take us through what a producer does. Like... You're kind of in charge of the cameras, you're in charge of... That's more of the director, Okay. but like, I sit right next to the director, and we're in charge of like, all the prep going into a live broadcast, so um, I often prep a lot of the talent, so with research, and talking points, and... Yeah. Um, and the then, theme of the show, and, and the theme of the show, what you're going to talk about. Content, yeah. Like this last Do Tour, we really made it about the women of Do Tour. So we were really like celebrating the, the women and, and how far they've come and the progression and all that. And so we had all these pieces like with some of the guys and the women talking about, you know, the, the progression of women. And it was just pushing that forward. Or yeah. we have like a modified super pipe that Danny Davis makes that's a little bit different than your regular super pipe. So yeah. it's like him talking about um, creativity and yeah. in competition and how, how fun. important that is. How cool and fun is that job? Yeah. But just getting a different perspective too from like the athlete side, yeah. you know, like you said, setting it up and teeing them off and giving them a description of what goes through their mind, just kind of like, yeah. you know, giving them the, the, the... So we really work on everything from like the features That's cool. and to like what's... what We also do interviews while we're doing live. We have a features producer who like we've had meetings with who's interviewing like Scotty James after he wins, you know, so that we can put that into the TV show and all yeah. that and like thinking about next year's packages and yeah. features and teasers and all that. So tell us about the Vans uh, stab. Oh yeah. Show. <laughs> and then I worked in surfing last. 
honestly, <laughs> one of the best things on the internet. Yeah. Like one of the best shows. Have you yeah. watched it? Yeah. Yes. Like, that was the the, the, the content yeah. in that and the topics and the, the people. It's just fun, it, you know. No, like, you know what? The, the pickup was super. Like Sam McIntosh called me and he was like, "Hey, I want you to work on this thing." And usually do tours in December, and I would have said no, but it got moved to February, and I was like, "Dude, I'm free. Like, let's do this." And yeah. So, so he like, approached you. Yeah. So it was all in November, December, and it was two episodes a week, and um, they had never done anything like that before, you know. Yeah. And uh, Sam was like super nervous, like a few days before I was leaving, and he's like. Hey, I just want to make sure you know, I'm not going to be there the whole time. You realize this, right? And I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, you think you can handle it? I was like, Sam. Got this. Yeah. (laughs) What did you think I thought? (laughs) Let me ask you this. So the pickup, right? And Sam, who's who came up with the the show idea and all that? Sam, Sam, okay, Macintosh, yeah, and and the boys over there, um, they have been doing a version of that past but this is the first time like their version was just like little instagram stories and stuff but you know he's a he's a mad genius i I love sam he's like one of the smartest guys in surfing and um he always comes up with these crazy ideas and even if he like doesn't know how to execute it he'll find the right people to to help him execute and um mikey saramilla i love like he's the one that does the board reviews and he did our yeah yeah and he did our conspiracy theory yeah he's the one that he i just like i've it was just really guys surfs good too right it was really cool to like meet all these guys like because i knew i know sam from way back like when he was good friends with taj but like i didn't really know any of these other guys and to see their work ethic and um like especially like mikey and um we have another Sam who's one of the editors and, and, and just watching them kind of step it up, you know, and and bring all this to life and, you know, it's kind of helping it all, helping make it all happen. And But seeing Mikey, like, put his, like, acting hat on and have this, like, alter ego and we had so much fun in that conspiracy yeah. room that was, like, and then the set, like, Sam brings in his friend from Australia who does like painted all yellow. He does like big yeah. commercial jobs, yeah. you know, like he's It looked odd at first, but then you're like it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind so of cool. The, the only the episode. only complaint I have is that French girl was hard to understand. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That was Sam Mac. But then but then there's uh, you know, subtitles, but you know, like Yeah. Otherwise, I was like this is a smart yeah. freaking fun thing to watch. Rules, which is really yeah. yeah, you know, and to to not take well, that, surfing too seriously, because and to have like that fresh perspective, um, and unfiltered view. That, yeah, that's that part was like. Well, some of the guests, like you know, like Nathan Fletch, you, you know, some guys you don't want to filter, or you you kind of want them to speak their mind and get like good content, and yeah. you know, you just. And it was good too for Vans to kind of see like who. <laughs> Vans can't do no wrong right now. It's like who of their team can like do good? <laughs> Amber's <laughs> killing the dog. <laughs> <laughs> who on their team like can can make it happen on on uh, in a situation like that? And who kind of could? It was fun to watch that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like Harry Bryant, that guy. Was yeah, amazing. he he's actually. He actually the the you can't judge a book by the cover. No. You know, like when you look at him, he looks like stoner yeah like 
inarticulate. Yeah. You're yeah. like, whoa, he's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Seems pretty smart. Yeah. Same with Nate Florence. Nate Florence is really articulate and smart. Yeah. Yeah. And even Dane, like, you know, on that show, he was particularly, you know, funny and, yeah. and, and, and fun to watch. Definitely. So. Yeah. yeah, you don't get to see much of him. And, you know, when you do, it's usually probably his yeah. own version versus, sure. you know, what he wants to put out yeah. versus and what people are going to put out. Tudor? Like, Tudor was Tudor's hilarious funny. on yeah. that. My mom's he, he's, <laughs> he, he, he's talkative. Yeah. He's very opinionated. And I think, you know, if you think about the NBA, and you, you have Charles Barkley, you have Shaquille O'Neal, you have all these characters, and they're allowed to have opinions, and they're allowed to say things. And right now, like, the, the WSL has kind of be, become kind of vanilla over the Oh, we talk time. about it all the time. Yeah. So it's like, it's so refreshing for every, all the surf fans yeah. to actually have, like, a little inside baseball show with yeah. an opinion and, like, these personalities yeah. saying things that nobody's really allowed to say on the WSL, you know? Are they going to keep that going, too, or...? Yeah, they want to. Yeah. You know, there's talks. Um, I work with them on Stab High as well, and they're, they're getting ready to do another one of those. Um, in Australia. In March, yeah, in Australia, yeah. and then... Urban Surf or whatever. Like, Vans was so pumped on the yeah. pickup turned out that they're just yeah like, I, on it. honestly I'd love to see uh, they wanted to do a, weekly. a series yeah they wanted to try and make it a weekly which eventually it, yeah. it might be that I think they're going to maybe do something around US Open but yeah. they, um, they definitely need like you said it's kind of vanilla and watered down and you know competition's serious you know and guys take it serious in the, in the water and that's kind of what you see and you get kind of a wrong impression of some yeah. of the guys we'll and then you don't see like the the, the work they put into it prior to like the down days the event runs for like 10 day window or 12 yeah. days yeah you got four days running an event like throw a few other days of you know what are these guys doing the off time yeah. really promote the town the city like these guys training sessions on yeah. the off you know really get into like the personality side of like yeah I want to be there with them yeah. I just don't yeah. want to watch them put on a jersey and then they're gone and, and you know, honestly like that's where I think they need to I'm yeah. not trying to say the WSL is perfect but it's but good I love it you know I love the product that they put out yeah. I mean all I care about is seeing heats yeah and and hopefully there's really amazing waves because yeah. let the surfing do the talking yeah. you know and yes have you know honest commentating but who cares you know yeah. what I mean like but let that's it be, a thing you could do let is... it be vanilla and let let interesting stuff on the side, like Stab can do, yeah. or Vans can do, or you know, Beach Grit, whoever, yeah. come up with funny things to place around it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everybody's reading that stuff, anyways. Because everybody's they're dying for it. Yeah. You know? yeah. What do you guys talk about when you see your friends after like some crazy heat or some controversial thing has happened? Like Gabe drops in on somebody and plays dirty in the heat, like <laughs> yeah. you know, or like the Nick chatter. almost gets eaten by a shark. Yeah. yeah. Like oh. Boy, something's splashing out there. I'm not sure what it is. And uh, it's like, <laughs> we know exactly what it is. And we're all going, Mick just died. Oh, that, was <laughs> that was gnarly. But yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's just a, a lot of but contact to be had. Got yeah. like, lots and of I like, used to go back to the NBA halftime no. show. I go back to the Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley. Yeah. Like, you gotta love it. And our sport needs so a little bit good. of that. Yeah, you know? for sure. I think a late night with Chalky could be that perfect <laughs> combo. It already is. But um but it's funny, you know, Red Bull's putting out really good content. 
you got that stab was really good. Um, gosh, who else? I, I don't know. It, it's like surfing is at its most uh, popular. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's way more people surfing, right? In, in, the, in the water all over yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, there's so much stuff happening. The WSL has gotten a lot better, right? Mm-hmm. Way more view, viewership. They're producing way more cotton. They, yeah. They've got their own, you know, yeah, ever, since, ever stream. since Eric Logan got in there, they're definitely yeah. like been going. They've got the their right own direction. podcast. They've got a lot of things yeah. going, yeah. you know. But we still need, like you said, more yeah. color yeah. And being produced by other people, yeah. right? And not necessarily. I, mean, I don't mean just necessarily the top thirty-two. I just mean in general, like like you said, these one-off events and you know the stab high, you know, and the it's, just yeah. More of everything, you know. There's so much diversity in surf. You got like, we always talk about it. It's not just a, you surf. You're a surfer. There's, you know, your meathead surfer. There's your weekend warrior surfer. There's your like, you know, executive surfer. That's you know going golf. You know, like there's all these different layers within surfing. Yeah. And you know, it's hard to you can't just. My next door neighbor is a like lawyer, and he's probably like 62 or something, and he reads stab every day. Like, right? he's like a full groupie he's yeah. like he's probably listening to this this podcast like he loves it like he's so into it and um, I'm sure he's listening to this podcast he probably is <laughs> but um you know it's funny just the diversity of people who are that that want to read this stuff yeah and listen to this stuff because they love the sport yeah you know? they do the sport there's so much so, like there's so much going on and moving forward you know with like the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? Wave pools. Uh, there's so many things that are bringing it to the surface of, of mainstream, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, do you, do you follow like the tour? Are you still passionate about like yeah, you know I your love. friend? I'm sure you still have. I the same. What's neighbor, up with Stephanie? Is she gonna the same neighbor? We have like a fantasy surfing okay, thing so in you our play? neighborhood that awesome. we do like a draft and everything. So that kind of I'm not gonna lie, but that it's and the best. being like. Steph being one of my really good friends are the two things that like kind of keep me fantasy is the best yeah. in surfing. Yeah, <laughs> I won this year, by the way. Did you? Yeah, Congrats. I, put a, I put a team together of people that I never want to see win. I just went against like my emotions. Isn't that, isn't that the hardest? And I won. Yeah. Yeah. See, I yeah. I, <laughs> I won't say he was on my team, but no, but I, I get so. That's why it sucks so bad this year is because <laughs> I always pick off emotions. I'm yeah. like. I want this guy to win because he surfs so good and I admire him and I think he's like, he should win. And then I'm like, but he's not. I'm going to pick this other guy because he's just a, yeah. I'm the worst at it. I'm the worst at at Fantasy Surfer. But the first year I joined uh, Fantasy Kooks is our league. Yeah. See, we do ours on Fantasizer. I don't know. It's some like, they have like the Bachelorette. You can like make your own. Oh, wow. Fantasy surfing, fantasy Bachelorette. Oh, I don't know. We're like. My neighbor puts it all together, and it's like the most epic thing because it's right. totally disconnected from and, all the other. Do you guys wager? Do you guys put some money on it? I mean, got to. Yeah. There might be more beers outside fridge. <laughs> that better be, or I'm out of here. Yeah. Cutting this interview short. <laughs> no, but it's 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 rad to see surfing progress and get more popular obviously for selfish reasons you know we're because we're both reps and stuff but it's still it's weird because because i feel like the surf industry is is struggling worst it's ever been since i've been into the sport like i feel like it's always been 
up, yes. up, 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 and right now, like, say Natasha and Dirk Ziff decide to pull their wallet up, wallet up and put it back in their pocket, like, Done. what would That's even the scary happen part. to the tour? Yeah. Would, like, the brands can't sustain We'll it. just get another billionaire that's a fan of surfing. <laughs> yeah. There's another Ziff out there. <laughs> and, that, and that's some of my questions I had here, too. Like, you know, you knew how hard it was to go through those amateur rankings and, you know, aspire to be a pro and, you know, hopefully to get that contract, you know, and endorsement. Saying, like, everybody get cut and you're like, what's And, you know, just... By the yeah. way, I have a prediction really quick. Oh, sir. John John will sign with Patagonia for like six hundred thousand dollars, less like way less than yeah than ever, and do it just because he believes that that's the right thing yeah. to do. So that's my I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I I'm right on your page. I think they'll pay him a lot more than that, but um, I don't know. The highest paid athlete they have right now is five hundred k. Yeah, but um, who is it? Some rock climber or something mm. like that. So I said Vans hundred percent. They're the only one that They'd could probably afford it. it. Patagonia. And see he believes in that Patagonia but, vibe. Because of I know how he is and how he you know presents and how he feels about the industry and himself. And, and I said outer known, if Kelly was half ass smart, he would give up some of his salary and give him a little piece to have that legacy really Okay. I'm going Patagonia. What do you say? I, I say Vans or Patagonia, and there's a, I mean, a, a small outside chance for one percent. Have you seen some of these projects he's doing with the sailboat and stuff? I Patagonia, hundred percent. He's so into the environment and, yeah. and raising awareness for like yeah. what's happening with the coral reefs and I, all that stuff. I, Patagonia for sure because hey, I don't know about for people on planet too, babe. But but I'm just Come saying, if, if I was <laughs> outer known, you know, Kelly's on his, you know, let's just say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who, who can we invest in? I know. Like, he, cut this part he, out. He's like, fucking Larson. Um, no, I just, I, I mean, as a fan, I, I, I hope he would keep, you know, I think he would keep it. And do you think he would just pull the plug on Hurley without having something already lined up? He did. He did. But I know, but there's. You, you know, don't, you think he had something already and is just. I, I don't know. Hasn't man. launched it? I think he just. No, that whole thing, I mean, we should probably get it. Into it off. Yeah. Oh, no. Our no. Now. No. I mean, we, if, if we got something to say, let's say it. No, it's just no. kind of crazy how it's so that crazy. Was handled. Like, they're yeah. just looking for any type of loophole in the contracts. Yeah. And Philippe Toledo came out unscathed because he's not going to the Olympics. And you know, the whole deal with the Olympics is you have to have a sticker on your board six months prior to going to the Olympics. Glassed underneath the, the glass. So, Gabriel Medina. They've been putting his boards out for, you know, at least six months on the shelf. You can buy it with all of his logos laminated underneath. So it has to be for sale to the public for six months prior to the Olympics. If it's not, you can't have a logo on your board. So that's what happened with, like, John John, for instance. He doesn't have his boards for sale with all his logos laminated on his boards. So when he goes to the Olympics, Wait. they're going to... Hold they're, on. He's a breaching contract. Hold on a second. You're saying... To be in the Olympics with a logo on your board, you have to have all your logos on a board for sale to the consumer? Yep. For a minimum six months prior to the Olympics. It's a rule. So why, so why didn't he do that? The International Olympic Committee is a rule. I don't even understand this. It's a rule. Look, think about snowboarding. Think about Sean White. Think about what was on his board. Think about, you know. But were they selling a Burton snowboard... With a Volcom sticker on it, 
I don't think he had Volcom on his board. If he did in the Olympics, then yes, that board was for sale to the consumer six months But what, prior. okay. The, Gabriel Medina, Rip Curl, the Oi thing, whatever. All of it. Audi. To sell to the public though? Yep. Do you well, know what I'm saying? That's he, he, weird. He's not taking his stickers off when he's getting done with his, his boards, boards anyways. His boards are glass underneath no, I'm anyways. Do you know he also, he gets new boards at every event he goes to and he, he never, leaves them there? He, no way. Yeah. He doesn't travel with a board bag. They get shipped to every event. And, and they're all new boards? new boards? Wow, that's crazy. And there moves on. It's good. It's the weirdest thing ever. Okay. That's but awesome. yes, this rule about really? the IOC is, is the real deal. So what the people that bought Hurley are saying is... If you show up to the Olympics without your sticker on your board, you're in breach of contract. So they basically offered him to, like, here's a deal. You can get out of it now or else you're going to get dumped um, the Olympics for not having a sticker on your board. So why wasn't he selling, why wasn't he selling his board? Why wasn't he s- they just didn't, Paisel on them didn't get ahead of it. Mm. A lot of people didn't know that rule. Medina's I, new. I'm confused on that so, rule. Well, you would think the U.S. team would have, hey, you guys, we don't know who's on it, but this is the rules. Like, that's kind of a, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I see a lot of blank boards in the Olympics. So that's why Kelly's surfing the Olympics, because John John's not in. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's not surfing the Olympics. I know, he's not. I'm just saying. John John doesn't have a sponsor, so. He'll still go. I think think the Olympics are going to be a really good opportunity for for the Americans, yeah, you know, like especially for the like industry, for the John sport, for the culture. And Carissa, for example, who just lost their sponsors. Yeah, you know, Carissa's taking the year off. I don't know if Chris is listening to this podcast or not, but if I were her, I would be working with a PR agency. I would be doing media training. I would be figuring out what my story is and how I can make my story interesting to the masses, because you know she's going to get bombarded by. Good morning, America, today show, whatever. And you know what they're going to ask her. Oh, Calabunga, dude, like surf stuff, like all these super lame surf questions. So if I were her, I would be focusing in on like, how can I make a bigger impact to the masses and and my story dialed in and get more press and maybe get some mainstream sponsors. Yeah. And like, you know. That's a great point. Weedies, here I come. Because oftentimes... That's what happens, yeah. right? Yeah. Like and you come and go, poof. Yeah. So you have to really take advantage of those times you're going to be on yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. If you win gold, you're going to be on all the late night shows. You're going to be yeah. all the morning shows. You're going to be everywhere. Everywhere. And, and it's unfortunate, but you know, and it's not really the news people's fault. Maybe it is. Is a stereotype that yeah. person or that culture or that sport. They totally. Will. And like you said, it's like, hey, cowabunga, how. How are the waves today? Yeah. Was it overhead? Right. Was it barreling? Are those like lame like exercise surfboard things? And, like, oh no, my trust god! Me, yeah. This is all gonna happen. Can but... you demonstrate on our <laughs> studio floor like how you drop in and they have the? <laughs> the skateboarders are gonna have to go through the same thing. But the if there are some smart athletes out there, they will take advantage of this yeah. situation yeah. and really use it for their own. Well, know, that and well, we'll and... we'll tag Carissa. We'll tag John John. We'll make sure they listen to the podcast and listen to Jody Nelson's <laughs> advice. Yeah. 101, <laughs> interviewing for dummies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they need to talk about 
their regimen, their, their their diet, their health, who they came but from, also, their culture, like, like, like you know, like, like who's like, watching those shows and how can you be interesting to those people and gain more fans yeah. from sport of surfing and, and like be more interesting yeah. to the, the people on the other side yeah. of the screen. Because they be are inspirational and aspirational. It, yeah, you know? yeah. Like in, in And the, those two people are yeah. inspirational and yeah. aspirational. And so like for John, him talking about all the stuff that he's doing for the you know, conserving the ocean and, and the reefs and all that, like, yeah, I mean, you hammer it. and plastic and like getting those, those messages across yeah. about our ocean and how we need to take care of it and not using single use plastics. Like these athletes are going to have such a huge sounding board that they really need to like think about that. Yeah. And know? seize it, yeah. uh, seize the moment and make it, make it useful. Yeah. Right. And yeah. get that Sprite commercial and that Wheaties uh, box and get like Tarjay, all of it. Like, you know, like, and that goes back to your, your PR and marketing and, yeah. and getting, so why didn't getting you, paid. you would make an awesome agent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, maybe that's it the, was so, the, like the money part. I'm not like that into the money part. Like I love telling stories. That's what I love doing. I love inspiring people that are watching the content. I like making a difference in people's lives. And, you know, a lot of people are watching these shows. They're, like, maybe depressed or they they don't know what they're passionate about. And they, they just live maybe, like, boring, miserable lives. And it's, like, how can you make an impact to people on the other side of the screen yeah. you know, watching yeah. this content? And that's kind of... Change like their mindset. And, and, and it's not... It's yeah, inspiring. like, you're going to turn those people sitting on the couch that might be in their 30s or 40s. Like, they're going to go aspire to be a pro snowboarder or surfer but just yeah. maybe getting them outdoors and being yeah. like yeah just try surfing just yeah just motivating themselves to be you know healthier and more positive and yeah you know, and it's and, just like everything that i a lot of what the content i produce is like risk versus reward you know and how do you know if you're capable of doing something if you never try and people can take yeah linen how do you ever going to take off an overhead <laughs> wave if you don't do this big wave training come on I've tried I, it. I, I gouge them. I can't do it. I'll take a zero. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've, been, you've been pretty impressive taking off on a couple overhead waves lately, though. Go on, dude. Go on. Go, Go on. on. Pump me up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. what. Uh, I mean, what other hobbies do you do? Like, is there anything? I know you... I don't want to get to talking in the, like, hydrofoiling, I, but... Yeah, that's that's took that's what took over your two years ago. It took over my life, and you know what? It made me feel like I was twelve years old again, learning how to surf. And I still get that like, oh, I've never seen a female hydrofoiler before. (laughs) I'm like, what am I twelve again? Like, come on. And then like, if there's two of us, wow, two female hydrofoilers. What the heck? People are so weird, huh? But uh, yeah, I love it. But I love surfing still, and I did like this thing where I did hydrofoiling for six months straight, and it completely ruined my surfing. Yeah. Just asked Danny Nichols one day, him and Courtney were out at a secret spot, and I was on my um, self top because I couldn't even really get it to my feet on our normal surfboard, and it was pumping. <laughs> it was so pumping? I'll never, I'll never let that happen again. So yeah. now I'm like, I'm going to let myself have like two or three foil sessions before I have to surf again. Yeah, so mix it up. Balance it out. Yeah. Well, I love it. It's so much fun. That's, yeah. It looks fun. I, I've tried it once. Have you surfed wave pools yet? No. To be honest, I've been to Kelly's, but it was like 
Seth invited me up there for that first team yeah, event. Yeah, I saw you. And then I went to, yeah, that's right. And then I went to uh, Waco for Stab High. And, you know, I just kind of... Too crowded. Yeah, I'd too rather go back when, like, it's just like... Right. Close, yeah. In, close that, in that spotlight, like, okay, here's your two waves, Jody. Rip. Yeah, <laughs> all eyes on you. The good thing about Waco is it's not as like intense, like you know Kelly's pool. Well, because yeah. there's it's like one person. Because there's not a, a wipeout, and you got to stew about it for five minutes. Yeah. It's like it's just boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. But like, I'm wave about after it. Wave. Like I'm all about it. I think it's great. Um, I yeah. mean, isn't it? Mike Parsons, Pat O'Callum, and myself—they're much older than me. But um, one time we got paid by like Budweiser or I don't remember who it was to go to Mandalay Bay when that wave opened and we had to like surf it. Oh, is that any good? That's not even a wave. It sucks. It's not even a wave. And it washed out the chairs and the beach because they like didn't know how like how big to make it. Or who was the spot? It was uh, Foster's. Foster's. Foster's Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So that's the only wave pool I've really surfed. Wow. But. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great for the industry. You got to tell Stephanie the next time there's an event, she's got to bring you along. I know, I know. Stamps has surfed it with. Uh, uh, he surfed it like a million times. A freaking bastard. I know. And then. Um, you work for the people. You should be up there every week. I've gotten a couple times. I've gotten a couple times. And, and he's gotten hurt up there a couple times. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Got stitches. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It almost sliced my cheek in half. <laughs> he wipes out quite often. But let's talk about the wave pool. How amazing is that place? It's pretty cool. It's I pretty mean, insane. Larson still hasn't been to it, but like you, I've been to it, and I guess okay. Like I know you're really hyped on it, but um, watching it has to be watching. No, he's really hyped there, on it. Like is really the most. It's like watching paint dry. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because every wave is exactly the same. That's one thing I love about Waco is every every wave's different. It's spontaneous and it's more like the ocean a little bit, you yeah. know. And um, I mean, those wave pool competitions really take a huge element out of the equation of yeah. what surfers or what we've been dealing with our whole lives. But yeah, the Kelly one, the Lamore one, it's just like exact same. But you know, it's a perfect fucking wave. I mean, I'm, I'd be. I'm You'd love to surf I'm it. I'm never gonna get to surf it now. But. No, you'll get to surf it. I'm sure you will. <laughs> yeah, you're. Uh, you're a big time producer. A picture, Come on. There's a picture of you outside of you know, <laughs> with that with a X across it. <laughs> yeah. Do not let this person in. Yeah. No, I mean, but, it looks fun to surf, but I. I don't love watching but you, you know when you're a surfer and oh you got to be a well-rounded surfer you got to be able to surf the two foot yeah. you got to surf the point break you got to go charge in hawaii now you have to add a wave pool element to that like yeah you know that mix and i think they don't know how to judge it either i also no. think that like so that last one they they didn't judge until like the end of the day or the end of the round or something like that they should just not even watch it live and just re-watch everything and then do it in in another sitting like as opposed, I don't know. I just think it was weird. I also think that it needs to be um, the the style inside the barrel needs to be judged. The depth inside the barrel, because what they do, what they've they been doing it. is they just like, oh, the person's in the barrel. That's a long barrel. But yeah. the, you watch the person inside as the absolute ugliest style you've ever seen <laughs> in your life, yeah. and they should be getting deducted points. Yeah. You know, like what is it, speed, power, flow, yeah. like. 
Yeah, Mason Ho. If Mason style, Ho was on that, he would be doing like eight different like one footed and, floaters. Style inside the barrel needs to be judged yeah. in that contest. I I I, I agree. Honestly, really honestly, I think contests in a wave pool shouldn't happen. Yeah. Honestly, I think for the Olympics. For the Olympics, I think it's perfect for the Olympics. Yes, that's what, really exactly what I was gonna say. And the way they should judge it is like, hey, you get three waves, just like. X Games or mm-hmm. the way they judge three, skateboarding. Three runs, top three runs. Yeah. yeah, that way it's not so like monotonous, and yeah. you just keep you know going yeah. and going and going. It's like, hey, you have three waves, don't blow it. Yeah, yeah. and I then th- I, I think it's almost they need Waco and Slater's Wave at the same same yeah. arena, you know, and, and then you could be like, hey, you know. You're gonna do a couple waves here and a couple waves, you know, just yeah. or be able to mix it up because it's like three waves are the same. You fell on those two, so we're only gonna take the one that you didn't fall on. Be, yeah. You know, like it gets that critical. It's like yeah. I don't know; those ones all look the same. I will say, watching the women progress back backside barrel riding was like really cool to see. Like, Dude, I how was how I, was I still can't get barreled in my backhand. Me either. Suck at me either. It. But watching the women like figure it out and progress in Court a cool situation. Pulling in backside and yeah. coming out of those things with her style yeah. was, I was like, I want to surf like Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> the way she was like swooping in, then yeah. grabbing rail and coming out and like soul arching out of it. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? What if- well, you did see how like that repetition and, and being able to to have that practice on the same canvas. Like, oh yeah. Really benefited it's cool. It's a, it's, cool. A, it's a, it's a cool new element. It's not going to change everything no. it's just gonna josh add. josh kerr's daughter learned how to do a full rotation in one day yeah, they, they were really i mean come on the ladybird yeah. stuff in waco it was so amazing to see i can't wait to see them in, in melbourne that pool looks Could, pretty interesting yeah i i mean i looked at waco and i'm like for sure they're gonna redo this on like three times the scale yeah and just be game changer yeah. you know like it's and powerful already, like, and there's something big. opening up in New York or New Jersey. Like, everywhere. Well, like there's popping up everywhere. Palm Springs. Two, two in Palm Springs. Kalani and then Josh Kerr has one. Damian Hobgen and Josh Kerr's part of one. Kalani and somebody else is part know. of Sean Neff is part of And now one. I just heard Brian Kalana's trying to get one on the west side of Oahu. What? Yeah. Where there's already waves? I know. Not all year. <laughs> that I think is unnecessary, but yeah. Palm Springs seems cool. You go to Palm oh, yeah. I mean, how many times have you been in Palm Springs, it's like so loving bad it? Out there. Yeah, loving yeah. it. It's yeah. hot. Drinks. You see La- Palm Lazy trees. River and just you know some oh. good content. Like you, you feel like you're in Cabo, right? Yeah. It's hot. You're, you, all these deserts and you know you're a cactus. And you're like, fuck. The only thing missing is an ocean. Yeah. yeah. You know, some, some tasty this waves guy, and I'm fine. Chlorine this guy waves. doesn't like going anywhere outside the I beach. I know my gills kind of yeah. dry up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. He's always trying to get me to mammoth, but you'll do mammoth, right? I'll do mammoth. He's yeah. yeah. Being outdoors in the mountains. So what else do you do? Snowboard, yoga. What's what's your yeah? What's your Snowboard, secret? I have to say, like when hydrofoiling came around, I like that's all I cared about. Like I was like doing whatever, not CrossFit. I wasn't doing CrossFit, but I was doing what do you call that? Pilates kind of training. Pilates. I was doing Pilates for a long time, but. What do you call that kind of training? Cross training? Cross it's not training. CrossFit, though. It's like high-intensity high training. High, high oh, training. I was doing that a lot, and you know, because I was like, oh, well, I'm just surfing. I need to, and I do like bar or Pilates and stuff like that. But then 
once I got addicted to hydrofoiling, it was such a gnarly workout. And you just, I paddle a ton because I never really got into like the big wings where people like you can connect all the waves. Yeah. So I just, I ride it. Is it that I love fun? carving. Yes. It's so much fun. It's very challenging and it's, it's, it's weird. Like the okay. time I did it, it was like. Look, there's people that foil and then there's quitters. Like, Laura here is probably a quitter. Chad Wells, if you're listening, he's a quitter. There's quite a few yeah. quitters out there. And then there's the people you see. And then a lot of times it's just like anything else. Everybody's like getting really into it and then they're like realizing see, I, they're surfing and then they get back to surfing. But see, like, I'm waiting for those quitters so I could actually get a really good deal on one of those because I can't afford just that call sport. Chad Wells. Yeah. Anybody's got one for sale, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. If anyone has for borrow, I'll try it out. But it's super scary and intimidating, and I love a challenge. Like, if you guys know me by now, like, the Catalina paddle, like, I'm not afraid of doing We forgot things. to talk about all that stuff. Yeah, all your, yeah, like... well, because we have to talk about it, because the Adler Paddler, the 10th annual is coming up. Yep. We're also getting ready, I'm just getting ready to celebrate the whole paddle that I did from Catalina and the Ellen Show and all that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. Try and do a re-release of Larry the Whale t-shirts um, this next month. And then, awesome. Yeah, uh, March 15th is the Adler Paddler 10th Annual. And thank you for always yeah. putting that thank together. Yeah, we're going to get a box together for sure. Yeah, yeah no, this year we were almost done with the poster art. And um, I was just like, dude, it's been 10 years. Like, I just, the poster art just says Adler, 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 Adler. So, so like, everybody, I, I think the shirts yeah. are just going to say Adler. But we got to tell everybody, you know, Steve Adler was a good friend of, you know, Ours. Everybody's. Everybody. I mean, everybody that knew him. I mean, he, he was... He started a, a glass shop when he was 18. Yeah. Incredible dude. And uh, he left us too young, but... The um, surfboard factory. Yeah, surfboard factory, which everybody had a board with a little flower on the, the tail block. You know, that was his. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I can't believe it's been 10 years. I know. And if he was here, he'd be on your podcast and he'd be drinking beer with us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like one of my best friends. He's the one of the most amazing humans yeah. ever. Yeah. So like, I, I just was texting with his son last night, Clark, and and then his mom. Like, they're always like, "Thank you so much, thank you so much." It's like, look, this is not like a burden to me. It's my pleasure to like have this event every year. And yeah, we lost Steve too early, but because you know when Steve passed away, with the help of the John Ritter Foundation, they were able to discover that. This was a genetic disorder that runs in the family. He passed away from a thoracic aortic dissection. And his brother got tested. The rest of the family got tested after he passed away when they put two and two together that their dad passed away from the same thing. And basically his brother's life was saved because of his Steve's death. So yeah. like my whole thing with this event is Bring I lost awareness one of my and... best friends to something that was totally preventable. And so I try and want to, you know, we want to raise awareness to other families to know your genetic health history. Yeah. And, um, cause he was on the straight and narrow. He was fit. He oh, was we, work, we like, he was on, it was like such a shock. He had the thing happen in his chest. He was, we were racing and I was like talking shit cause I beat him cause he had to quit early. And I was like, quitter, ah, I beat you two years in a row. And then like, he was just like, oh, something hurts in my chest. And, he went to the doctors and they did all the wrong tests because they didn't think that he would have a dissection because it's usually older people that have that, but yeah. it was a genetic disorder. And and then he passed away glassing surfboards at Stamps' glass shop. The, the, that happened on a Sunday and that was till Thursday. And all week he was going to doctors and getting checked out. And yeah, 
Yeah, so it's totally preventable. So I do it more for the fact of like helping save other lives because you know I, I don't want his death to go in vain and and also we all really miss him and and it's a fun free event and it gets all of us all the bros together. Even though I'm yeah. like a crazy person during the event, but it gets everybody together to hang out and, and yeah. remember Steve and and then a lot of people come that don't even know Steve or know the story. And yeah. So yeah. We're just able to spread that that awareness. Yeah, it's awesome and. and all of us, Steve's friends, really appreciate you doing that every year. Yeah, it's killer. Yeah, of Keep the dream and memory alive. <laughs> what what other cool like wait give backs you doing? Pat, so you started. Did you start paddle with a purpose after paddle with purpose? Paddle with purpose. Sorry. So the way it happened is I had a friend late night with chalky. Yeah, <laughs> not with the chalky. Not with the chalky. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I had a friend who was, who was battling breast cancer when I did that Catalina paddle. I kind of, I was going to chemo with her and stuff. She had five kids and, and um, homeschool all her kids and everything. And anyways, I just kind of wanted to do something to, like, cheer her up and, and also set out to do something that was, like, big and intimidating and something I probably had a good chance of failing at, which is similar to, like, probably, I would assume, going through chemotherapy and breast cancer. And she really enjoyed seeing me suffer. I was like, okay, well, this will be fun for her because I'm going to go paddle 40 miles. It's going to take me nine hours or whatever. And she loved it, you know. And and it, and but but when I was preparing for that paddle, Steve was training with me. And about three weeks before that paddle, he passed away. So there, he was who I started stand up paddling with. And it was like really hard like I didn't want to ever get on a stand-up paddleboard again after like I lost him but then you know I just realized like he would have been so bummed yeah if I would have just quit so I went ahead pushed through did the paddle and we had as you guys know the whale come like two hours into the paddle and like some people are like oh it was Steve <laughs> <laughs> um but whatever it was you know I believe like God sent that whale and and my goal was to raise a hundred thousand dollars and everybody thought I was crazy I was said I was gonna be the first woman to paddle from Catalina to Dana Point everybody thought I was crazy I was transitioning from you know pro surfer to next phase of my career and my mom and sister were like you need to get a job <laughs> like yeah. why are you doing this I'm like I have to do this I don't know why but something's telling me that I have to do this and I'm gonna do it so I just listened to that voice and went and did it and and when the whale showed up, you know, we, we ended up raising like $150,000. Damn! And so I gave a hundred grand to the to, to boarding for breast cancer and keep a breast. And then they were like, hey, why don't you start your own nonprofit? If you're into that, like you should take this other chunk and start to paddle, you know, start your thing. And I, so I started Paddle with Purpose. And the Adler Paddler is the main event that we do every year. But like we've done other things where we do a little more quietly where we'll take like breast cancer patients stand up paddling for free with their families you know get them out on the water and enjoy that or we do programs we've done programs with like inner city kids or autistic kids and just getting people out on the on the water because that that was like yeah that was like adler loved stand up paddling and i know when he got into it he was like kind of going through some custody stuff with with his son and he was like super heartbroken and I swear, stand up paddling saved his life. Cause yeah. it's just like getting into a sport and yeah, changing I, I, like his health and everything. He just it was the one thing that kind of kept him sane. Yeah, it was so. I was so pissed when he passed because 
he was the most happy and fit. Yeah, that's what I mean. In like, a long he was, time. You know, and yeah. it was so frustrating to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, that gave him a new outlook on life and, you know, something he, he got really passionate. And he loved sharing it with yeah, other people. Yeah. He loved teaching other people. And so that's kind of, Paddle with Purpose is kind of like that legacy to, to keep his love for the sport and and just, you know, now we just we do the other paddle every year. And yeah. So, so when you, when you raise the money, did you just like go to businesses and, Hey, I'm going to do this. Can you sponsor me? Is that how you raise for, the money? Go, for what? For the. When I did the paddle, Catalina? Paddle, yeah. Paddle yeah. No. So you guys know the story. Like we, I was doing, we, cause I'm a producer. I was producing like a few pieces of content cause we were going to raise money. And so we were kind of telling the story about, you know, why I was doing the paddle, raising money for breast cancer and this, that, and the other. And, and so when I had a filmer on the boat, so when we came in, like the footage went out to like all the news, local news, local news got a hold of it. It went out, went on the national news. We got the front page of Yahoo and people were just like, I took like a, like, 60, Go, like a I took a $60,000 shower one day. Like, people were just, like, so moved by the story that they were just donating anything from $1 to $1,000. But it was, like, click, 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 click. Like, people were just donating nonstop. Dang. And then I did the whole, like, they wanted me to go to New York and be on the Today Show and all those. But I, I didn't really want to do that. So I just got up super early and did all of did them all satellite, via satellite from L.A., at like three in the morning or whatever it was and then um and then i went on the ellen show and yeah so all that just that's how we raised the money that's so it's after yeah after it happened people you're doing it saw you do it it, and then they donated money for the cause yep and we went on like dateline and all this stuff awesome yeah that was huge yeah it was huge i mean getting how many people get on i mean that's huge that you got on Ellen DeGeneres' show. Yeah, so prior to the Because a whale was, paddled up to you. Prior to the event, I was trying to, like, I was talking with Jeremy Piven. I had lunch with him. His dad was a cancer survivor. We were like, let's join forces. You can help us get a little more light on this, rah, mm. rah, rah. And then he kind of, like, we were supposed to just go for a paddle or something and film it and do this interview and stuff. And he kind of flaked out. So the first time the whale showed up, I named him Larry because, like, he was not going anywhere. And I had to, like, talk to him because he was just like under my board and like scaring the crap out of me and and so I just t- started talking to him but I was like we don't need Jeremy Piven we've got Larry the Whale because <laughs> I just knew like that moment like something was happening yeah out yeah of my control that's special I mean just I mean obviously, it was a phenomenon yeah. yeah and it all goes back to like I swear I know it sounds like goofy and whatever but it's like listening to that little voice even when like all odds are against you yeah. like I had my mom and my sister like you're crazy you have no money you have a you're a single mom and you need to get a job and this and that and I'm like I don't care I'm doing this yeah. and I had just come off like an injury I had broken my foot like in October or whatever and I just was like super stubborn like, so what you're saying is good stuff happens after you get hurt yeah. and you just got hurt I did so something good's gonna happen <laughs> like every 10 years I get hurt so <laughs> Getting hurt sucks. Who knows what's gonna happen next? But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Anything else like in the in the works? Something like Adler Paddler's coming up well, May, I, March fifteenth. Yeah, March fifteenth, Adler Paddler. 
down I've been in, wanting in where, Long where, Beach. Yeah. Long Beach down like by, you just Google. Uh, Mother's Beach? Well, you Google um, U.S. Sailing Center in Long Beach. Okay. That's the best way. We're going to have In-N-Out Burgers coming back this year. And uh, Infinity's Sup, uh, Stand Up Boards is donating board. I'm hoping to get like a Super 73 bike or something mm. donated. That would be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Did you talk to Garrett and... Uh, Not yet. Anybody. Bill Keller or Team BK is doing it, right? And then I hit up the guys at Seeger, but I think I scared him away because I like got a little too excited. I actually texted. I know he told me you texted yeah, yeah, right yeah. after right, emailing. Yeah. So right. like, yeah, we we you know Hurley's been a huge support of the Adler Paddler for yeah. the last ten years, and well, Outer Known's gonna donate. Yeah, Rook is gonna donate. Rook is gonna donate. Banks is gonna donate. We're looking for T-shirts, but I'm probably oh just someone gonna... to make the T-shirts for it. Yeah, just blanks. But next level might donate nickels. some get nickels or something. Yeah, we'll see. Because um, Hurley always gave us T-shirts and the printing and all that. Yeah. So, um, and that's like a big part of our fundraising is the shirts. But yeah, and we, and we always make really good shirts. I yeah, like to think so. I'm gonna keep that going. But yeah. um, but we've got a month to figure it out. So, what's the next event or For project me? or? Yeah. Where can people um, check you out on ESPN or well, like this weekend? But Fox I don't know Sports, when this comes out. I guess tomorrow. NBC I have a show coming out on NBC. Yeah. You do? Yeah, from Do Tour from last weekend. Yep, and it's the Women of Do Tour show, and the show opens really cool, and we had a, a female do the voiceover for it, and it's 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 epic. Are you um, in front of the camera or no? Producing behind. The okay. Camera. Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, Next up is just, yeah, really focusing on other powder and then prepping for Stab High. Sick. Yeah, and then Winter Dew Tour, or Summer Dew Tour. Stab High in Australia. Yeah. Cool. And then Summer Dew Tour is coming up in May, which is going to be really fun because it's a Olympic qualifier for skateboarding. So awesome. that one's going to be super fun. Yeah. And then I'm kind of working on a documentary called Road to Tokyo, which is like the whole... For Olympics. Yeah. For Sick. For skateboarding, yeah. Yeah. For surfing and skateboarding, no, just, just skateboarding. Just skateboarding. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Why don't you do one for surfing? Uh, I don't know. It's a little more complicated for skateboarding, and it's a little more interesting, I think. Hmm. To be honest, it's very. Just, I want to see you do both. It's juxtaposition. I don't yeah. know. I just I really like thinking about like you know the whole idea of Nija and, and all these. It's it's so controversial of, of skateboarding going into the Olympics. Yeah. And, um, it's really cool, like talking to guys like Mike Vallely and and Chad Muska and stuff. It's Vallely. Vallely. <laughs> he did. He did correct. I used to be on the same team with him on Fender. It's funny. Mike V. Mike about V. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. So talking with them about their thoughts on skateboarding going to the Olympics and Muska and stuff. It's really cool to hear their yeah their, their take outtake because they're actually really supportive. And I think it's going to be one of those things if if people make it. It's going to be cool. And if they don't make it, they'll be like, oh, it's stupid anyways. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, there's <laughs> Have you seen the uniforms, skateboard, by the way? Skateboarding no. is... <laughs> if, if people like gymnastics, they're going to love skateboarding. It is freaking gymnastics. All I got to say is there's like 12-year-old girls in the park that are like crushing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I think there's going to be like double threats in the future where like... Surf Sky and skate. Brown and yeah. Sierra Kerr, they're going to be like... Killing it in these wave pools and then going to the park and like winning gold medals. 
that's gonna be a whole other generation that could, of like Sean White. Yeah. That could happen for oh, sure. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that whole it's funny we 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 bring this up. The whole Rick Kane thing could be a thing. <laughs> could be. Someday down the line, it, it could, could like there could be yeah. somebody from Iowa that could be world champion. Yeah. I mean, you look at Jeez, Lisa Anderson and Kelly Slater and the Lopez Florida, brothers and Hopkins. Like that's pretty Iowa. much like wave pool material right there. And they, <laughs> I mean, they at. I mean, at age 11, those guys were traveling anyways, yeah. catching real yeah. waves. But yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, I love it. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. gosh, we covered a lot. I know. I love um, it. Jody. What else did you it. want to... I don't know. Is this, I think we covered kind of... We didn't go... We have this uh, kind of list of questions, but we don't really go in order. We just let you kind of flow. Yeah, we flowed quite a bit. We we did talk to Doc about like how his business has changed over the years. I mean, through trends and mag, you know, like back then the way he used to sell surfboards was through trade shows, magazine. magazine, team writers, videos, magazines, and videos. You know, and that's all pretty much like, gone. He had a template of like, okay. What do we need for this month? And it's like this surfer, this picture, da da da, this model. You well, know, you should just be applying that to Instagram now. Yeah, and I mean, they one do. One of the I... smartest things I ever heard Bob say, Hurley was like, he's like, it's great. There's no magazines. Like we don't even have to do marketing anymore. It's just like the athlete's job now to do yeah. their marketing. Yeah, you know, it's the same yeah. thing, just different wrapper. Yeah, it's crazy though how it it's crazy. different. Yeah. Right? Like Yeah, we talk yeah. What when when you're living through that moment and and time and like magazines were the shit. Yeah. Like we needed magazines. We yeah. we wanted magazines. We couldn't wait for a new magazine to now come. everything's like instant. And video. Like I mean so when I was working on the pickup, a lot of the guys were talking about how much they miss video and like how frustrated they get. Like Mason Ho was talking about it, Dane Reynolds was talking about it, how they wish like people would hang on to their good clips longer and, and then put just it together. Like put it all together and put it out in a nice well, package. Yeah. With a bow on it, as opposed you know, to like, oh, got a good clip today. Here it is. Like, you could, send it out to the world. You could put on a TSOL song, or like, <laughs> you know, some sort of like, you know, Blink One Eighty Two song, and I could, I could play the video, the surfing part in my mind. Not, no, you I know, the like Hoodoo Guru. Yeah, and I was like, but like, team watching like bla- the VHS tape, Blazing Saddles. But that was what was Beyond Blazing, cool. not Blazing Saddles. I don't Beyond Blazing that. Surf, Beyond Blazing Boards. I used to Something love like that. that. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. But like, it's different. I mean, times Jody, have changed. there's your next thing right there, home. Oh, it'll make a little comeback, I think. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know, everything, it's weird. Like, I even have a trouble, I have trouble with social media. Like, I hate doing the self-promotion thing. Like, I yeah. just don't do it. Listen, Jody Nelson <laughs> times Late Night with Chalky <laughs> surf videos. Shameless promoter over here. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Agent, producer, like everything. We're just your talent. You just tell us where and what and who and how. We're, right. we're ready. Yeah, I hate to break it to you guys, but the surf world's a very small bubble. Yeah, very small. <laughs> we know it. Yeah, We've, we we know it. Yeah, um, that's why we got four listeners. <laughs> 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 One no, other my side of this. But that yeah, core, 
the core audience in surfing is a really good group of people yeah. you know and it's oh, yeah. definitely like it's a, that family vibe unless they're paddling out next to you when it's uncrowded and there's a whole empty beach down the road yeah why why are people <laughs> no why? but yeah we're a funny bunch surfers are yeah um well I mean it's it's been awesome to catch up. Yeah. You know? No, I don't surf Huntington. I, well, I, I don't surf Huntington. I don't surf. I don't think I've ever seen you surf Huntington. I have used I? to when I had to. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like when I had a contest there and the photographers were like, hey, you come up, we're shooting at Huntington. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I avoid it like the plague now. Simpo loves it. He's just like all about it. Him and Shreddy. Oh, yeah. you got to keep the dream alive, man. He's definitely ripping. Alive. I, hope, I hope he's the yeah, Olympic. You know, he might be the head Olympic coach. He's a great yeah. coach. I saw him yeah. in action in yeah. Japan, and I was really impressed. Fun to be around, very knowledgeable, but you know, serious when you know, like, you know. Yeah, he's a better coach than he was a surfer in a jersey. Yeah, a lot of you know athletes. I didn't wasn't good in jersey, and I'm not a good coach. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a good behind the mic. What? It's fun to watch those guys like Gally. You should. I'm all, I'm about to put out some clips with my kid surfing and then I, it's all me commentating in the Are you background your child? like why why would you take off on the first wave of the set look at the two wedge what what are you doing <laughs> it's like yeah it's gonna be funny oh. jj's gonna be a pro yeah. i don't know he's, he's 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 gonna a be psyched. pro you know it's how a new definition of pro i don't know yeah there's not a lot of contracts well he's gonna be sponsored <laughs> no. he's gonna be sponsored I just free want... clothes is that what yeah. you're talking about free yeah. clothes I know that's, that's what I tell him that's all anybody's getting these days. yeah I told it's him it's all Laura needs I just want to be able to can we like, talk about surf. this real quick really yeah. quick I know a little sidebar we're almost done but like all the stickers you got torn seen torn off boards at the beginning I mean it happens but this year I feel like so bad it was oh yeah so sad crazy right I think half yeah. the guys on the tour are gonna have like this nothing no 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 stickers on our nose so Thank sorry. goodness for Red Bull for some of these people, huh? Yeah, like, Monster and... Well, and snowboarding, and, like, and all the other sports I work in, it's like skateboarding, everything. It's like Outside of rocks, hard goods, it's all it's, uh, non endurance Everything yeah. primary is either Monster, Rockstar, Mountain Dew, or Red yeah. Bull. Yeah, That's like how you... They got the money. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Sugar water. No, I, I mean, I, I, just want, I just want to travel and... And, and I want my kids, you know, I want to go back to these, some of these cool spots that we just talked yeah, about, you know, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. I want to go surf some good waves. It's crazy though. I feel like the, um, the parents in surfing right now are more intense than ever. And it's like, oh, for oh sure. man. And they're like, wait, where's your kid going? There's no money in the sport. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, they, Believe I me, think I'm, they, they got into it too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not. Not that they tried to get into it too later. It just, it's happened. Like yeah. Big Marshall? I'm like, what the heck? Like, all these people are like... Oh, yeah. I go down, I go down to the beach, and, right. and there's like, there's 19 parents with videos you know and coaches down at the beach. And you I'm know like, what's going to be cool about this whole thing? Is I feel like there's going to be a nice little resurgence in the surf industry. Yeah. And I think people listening to this podcast and people that love surfing really need to, to put support their money... Local in you know into these core like smaller brands and, yes. and, and support the, the surf shops and just be really conscious yeah. with your money no, hallelujah no, nobody Jody. At, nobody at amazon's uh, doing your ding repair put it that way yeah. you know nobody knows yeah. the difference on but, like, uh, buy wax a wetsuit from a wetsuit company that just makes wetsuits you know yeah. like support these these smaller up-and-coming brands it's 
you know, no, it's I think so we're going to be seeing some big changes at places. I'm sure you haven't talked about it, but like at HSS and stuff, you know, yeah. that yeah. whole Hurley corner is probably going to be gone. Gone. And maybe the Volcom corner. And then gone. you're going to start seeing like some of these new brands, like whatever, Salty Crew getting bigger area or like this new Seeger brand yeah. or whatever it is. Like it's going to, you know, it, you think back to like when we first started yeah. surfing and the OPs and the gotchas and the MCDs and, I guess it has gone yeah. through these like cycles. cycles but... It's just like Bon Jovi said. <laughs> it's all the same. Only the names have changed. <laughs> and we'll end it at that. How's that? Bon Jovi quote. <laughs> just kidding. But seriously, <laughs> Jody Nelson. Yes. Pro surfer, commentator, producer, foiler. Nonprofit. <laughs> what else? What do you? What is it? Nonprofit. It's nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. Nonprofit. Yeah. Pal with purpose. Yeah. Yep. I mean, amazing mom. Amazing mom. I just have an amazing kid. Yeah. He's gonna be a firefighter, and I'm really proud of him. Yes. Yeah, he's Rad. Working towards that. Good on you, Taylor. Yeah. But thanks for uh, yeah. hanging out with Late Night with Chalky, and um, keep doing what you're doing. Yes. We're proud of you. We're proud to. To know you and thanks for yeah. always championing championing the the Adler Paddler every year. Yeah, you know, yeah. keeping keeping the memory of our, our good friend alive and you know you've got a great story and and just stay. I want to see yeah. more freaking stab content. Yeah, <laughs> Let's keep do it. keep smiling, keep passion, <laughs> just keep you know, pushing the passion of you know yeah. Stoke because uh, you're you're fun to be around. Yeah, thanks. Keep thanks killing for it. Having me. No, Jody Dab Nelson, thank you. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.